really good maybe pushing it. <laughs> no, we've gotten, <laughs> we've gotten we've really got good, good at improvising. Right, and if right. even if we're not, I'll edit it that makes yeah. it sound like we are. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Because he runs border down. <laughs> That's right, motherfucker. You're learning. That's right. <laughs> I never, yeah, I never yeah. argued that you didn't run Barter Town. <laughs> I agreed with you the first time you ever fucking said it. Master Blaster runs Barter Town. <laughs> all right, I'm going to mute all of our channels, and here we go, guys. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Cinema Psyops. My personal view is that it's nauseating, disgusting, degrading, ghastly, steamy, truly unpleasant, and generally nauseating. They are unbelievably nauseating. They are the antithesis of humankind. I regard them as disgusting, nasty, horrible, without any kind of merit. I just do not believe that any allegedly cultural activity which strikes at the roots of culture is to be applauded. They represent nothing, to my mind, enduring, decent, or worthwhile. I just do not believe that they contribute anything worthwhile to inflict themselves upon society at large. I would like to see somebody dig a very, very large, exceedingly deep hole and drop the whole bloody lot down it. You know, I think uh, the whole world would be vastly improved by their total and utter non-existence. Cinema Psyops with Hort and Matt. Hello and welcome to Cinema Psyops. Sitting across from me in the studio is a man left out of time and time traveling. He forgoed Saturday altogether and went straight from Friday into Sunday. It's Matt. Yep. Worst time jump ever. <laughs> so what parts of Saturday do you remember? The parts when I went into work for some overtime. <laughs> and then after that, uh, things get a little fuzzy. A little fuzzy? A little fuzzy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you did some work, and then after that, your Saturday is gone. Yep. Well, that's shitty. The only thing you remember from Saturday is work. Yeah. Wow, that sucks. I am uh, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> Drinking away all of your life, and now you're tired of feeling like the ass the next day from everything that you've done, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't mind drinking away my life because, I mean, it ain't much to drink away, but it's the, the whole the next day part, man. And, and apparently, if you crack open a beer at like 7 a.m. on a Sunday, people judge you. You know who will not judge you for cracking open a beer on Sunday at 7 a.m.? Who's that? Our guest this week, the host of Who Will Survive podcast and self-proclaimed administrator for our group Cinema Psyop. Oh, yeah? It's Paul. What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, so, you know, as far as that whole administrator thing, I was uh, looking through the group a little bit, and I had a few suggestions. Oh, just please, uh, you know, go little, right ahead. We never get this kind of feedback. Yeah, a little constructive criticism. I mean, I know I'm kind of the new guy, and, you know, I, I'm uh, just kind of still learning my way through this, but uh, the, the first thing I would recommend is uh, that guy with the yellow plank board face. Uh, I mean, he seems to just pretty much contribute 
contribute nothing to the group, so I would probably just kick that guy out and block him from the page. You mean the one that says brutal? Yeah, I I totally agree. He's completely worthless. Hey, 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 dick nuts! I'm right here! (laughs) Oh, oh, shit. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That was you, Matt. Fucking Paul. Yeah. You know what? It was great to uh, finally actually get to talk to you, Matt. I'm a big fan of your work, question mark? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But uh, seriously, uh, I'm envious of the guy that gets to show up and, uh, and just say a bunch of things, so that's what I'm here for today. Um, it is, it's a pretty cush. It's a pretty cush job. All the glory, yeah. none of the work. Yeah. Matt style. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Was, I have uh, the Ben Affleck, the Matt David Ben Affleck partnership that Court and I have. <laughs> I accept that. Yeah. Right, right. No, I was excited when I saw the opportunity uh, pop up to be a part of the show because uh, before I even started my show, I was a big fan, and uh, one of uh, one of my favorite moments that I wanted to call out of the show. Uh, went back and listened to the Turbo Kid episode because that's one of my favorite movies. I'm actually wearing my Turbo Kid shirt right now. Turbo Kid represent? Yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> the, the one part when the guy has the, the weight plate on the chain and he's swinging it around as a weapon and uh, Court goes, hey, is that, uh, what do you think that is, like a 20-pound weight? And Matt's like, yeah, yeah, I think that's probably about a 20-pound weight. And he's like, you fucking have no idea how much that weighs. You've never lifted a weight in your life. <laughs> It's, you know what? It's true. None of us have lifted anything in this room. No, I used to lift, dude. I used to lift, though. Yeah, but how long ago? It's like a lifetime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't remember. The Backstreet Boys may or may not have been relevant the last time I lifted. No. Listen, I used to lift, too, but guess what? That was a long-ass fucking time ago. The weirdest part yeah. about being, like, super into lifting and, like, getting, like, swall. Swall! Is once it goes away, you never stop swalling. Yeah. It's just bad yeah, instead yeah. of muscle. Oh, God, you're so... <laughs> Right, <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. yeah, like you just you just swell downwards instead of outwards. And that's exactly. what I did. That's what I did purposely. I took weight uh, lifting classes like all throughout my last half of my senior year of high school, just so I could like skate by. Like scheduled all the hardest classes at the beginning, so that the last half of my right. senior year was just kind of I'm, I was I could coast through. You know, especially when you start getting that senioritis shit pretty bad. Wow, Wisconsin schools must suck if that you was have a in tra- weight training class. Oh, in Omaha, <laughs> yeah, I was in Omaha. You have a weight training class, yeah, yeah the, but n- not just. <laughs> One. Did you weight. major in weight training your senior no, year? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Because there was uh, there was like three of them weight training one, two, and three. And so I just took them all like <laughs> right in order. Wow. And yeah, so the, by the, but the offshoot to that is not only was I doing that, but, it, but the job I had at the time was all physical work. So right. by the time my senior year was over, I was actually in pretty good goddamn shape. Right, right. And then uh, freshman year of college happened and <laughs> it was fucking over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The freshman 15. Oh, fuck. He's like 30. <laughs> he gained the equivalent of two other freshmen. <laughs> wait, wait. If, if, if the Backstreet Boys were relevant last time court lifted, I gained a Backstreet Boy. <laughs> I don't know if it was that long ago, but it feels like yeah. it. Like, I'm really fucking old and fat. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but for me, it was like at the end of my senior year of high school, I got a job digging ditches for a summer job before I started college. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, you know, pick and shovel guy working with a guy who did the backhoe and stuff like that for a plumbing HVAC. Uh, oh, right, right. You know, like plumbing HVAC and electrical company and all this other stuff. I learned a bunch of other shit too, but when I first started, I was doing that that digging shit. It was yeah. ridiculous. Right. And yeah. then I decided, hey, that's not enough work. I need to also start working out when I'm done digging for the day. Just gotta get small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did. I got real big, real fast. <laughs> I was built. You're the hipster of weightlifting. You were swole before swole was, was cool. Yeah. And I had right, the right. I had the big fucking bushy beard. 
too. Yeah. So, right? Like I was yeah. way ahead of my time. Yeah. The time right? caught up with me. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I like unfortunately, it. then it passed you by. <laughs> and yeah. Believe me, I cannot wait for my look to go out of style so I can be me again. Yeah, right? I don't want people walking around looking like me. I don't you, like you it. Have the, uh, you have the skinny jeans, but they're just remnants from when you used to weigh less. Yeah, Listen, exactly. Yeah, they're yeah. not skinny jeans intentionally. <laughs> no, they were normal-sized jeans 20 years ago. <laughs> and I'll be fucked if I'm buying new ones. That's not punk rock. <laughs> I just keep right. patching the holes with band logos. Yeah, there you go. exactly. Perfect. <laughs> All right, so before we get too far into it and before we get too crazy, I am super stoked for tonight, and I am super wound up because we're talking Switchblade Sisters. Like, hands down, favorite Jack Hill film of all time. Not going to yes. lie. Not even going to pull the curtain yeah, over it and try and pretend. Not nothing on that. Not huh? at all. This is an w- amazing fucking movie. I would have to say it's my favorite, too, because it's the only one I've seen. Oh, so by default, hey, works for me. <laughs> I guess same here, too. My favorite. It's the only one I've seen. No. 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 Have I seen which one? The uh, Pam Greer movie we did like two weeks ago oh, was Jack yeah, Hill. Oh, yeah, that was yes. one of his? Yeah. Oh, no, I, yeah. I think I might like Pam Greer better than well, uh, Foxy, Foxy Brown. Brown. I can understand yeah. why it's Pam Greer. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's a part where we could put Pam Greer in this movie and make it the most amazing Jack Hill yes, film ever made to I anybody. I already know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Then, then this would be the greatest movie. No, right, this was right. this was Paul's choice. He pulled it from the stack successfully for our movie stack, Jenga. Nice. Yeah. So before we dig too deeply into the film, though, I'd like to mm-hmm. let Paul get an opportunity to pimp his shit and tell everybody about his podcast because he doesn't have a promo yet. I can't play one for him, so. Oh, well, <laughs> get to pimp well, it. A, yeah, I've, I've been telling everyone that uh, has asked me for a promo that I've been too busy making shows to actually make a promo. I keep forgetting to do that in the process. So uh, yeah, it's uh, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. Uh, we are also on the Legion Podcast Network with uh, you guys and several other great shows. It's kind of uh, becoming this amalgamation of different crazy ideas that I get and opportunities that pop up. So I don't really have a clear, clear format anymore, but um, I do horror shows with myself and uh, Marco where we review uh, movies. You know, we usually kind of make a theme we're starting to get guests and and mix it up a little bit as far as that goes and then I do a solo side project thing where myself and a rotating guest just have kind of a shorter sit down and talk about their podcast and whatever else they want to talk about and promote and it's it's kind of a way for me to get better at talking to different people as well as for people that normally do something like you know you guys do this show but you don't get to often just sit on a podcast and kind of talk about whatever other random dumb shit that you feel like talking about that day and so it's kind of me giving people the floor to just talk about something else besides what they usually have to so now what's uh, your scheduling for that is it every other week so you're one week with marco and then the next week you're doing the it's friends till the end is the other show is that right yes yeah yeah which i i have them both just on the same feed so it's kind of just all me on the who will survive feed but yes the other one i call it friends till the end and i do it bi-weekly uh for now at least um i'm trying to keep up my recordings i have a couple ahead of time at least one in in the can ahead of time before they have to come out i try to so okay um, so we're talking uh one each a month then so it's every other week you'll have an episode out and it's either one that you recorded with marco or one that you did with the guest yeah so they're 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 both bi-weekly alternating weeks so i'm i'm 
I'm kind of doing a once a week thing right now. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's not easy to do. No, no, <laughs> it's definitely tough. And then we've had some bonus things that have popped up and some interview type stuff that's popped up and that's been super fun. So I'm kind of pursuing more of that. So I think the interview stuff might kind of replace some of the, the horror movie review shows but here and there. If we can get interviews with people that are currently in the, the filmmaking realm, it was more of my interest as opposed to talking to people that were in movies in the 70s and 80s and stuff. I'd rather talk to people that are making movies now and get their stories. So we'll, we'll see. That's kind of a new thing that's just sort of popped up. And we had a couple people that we interviewed so far and I have one more scheduled coming up. So yeah, that's a lot of fun too. That's not something that we've ever actively pursued because I don't want to have to expose people that aren't prepared for the force of nature that sits across from me at the desk here. <laughs> because no, I understand. All I need is to be interviewing some like serious feminist lady and then Matt drops a question about their asshole and whether or not they bleach it and it's over with. <laughs> all right, whoa, whoa, we'll never whoa, talk whoa, to them whoa, again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right? One time. One time that happened. Yes, that's all and it that, took. No, that's all I have. I, I built the bridge once, but do you call me Matt the bridge maker? No, you're the yeah, person that, that asked if they bleach their asshole and we'll never have them back on this fucking show. We never even yeah. got to release the show because of that. Yeah, well, you know. He's just asking the stuff that people want to really know. I'm asking the real questions, all right? That's right. That's right. The hard-hitting interview questions. Do you go full Brazilian or only partial? Exactly. That's people right. want to know this. Do you like a landing strip or do you like to carve it into various shapes like a star? Like a heart for Valentine's Day. Right. Maybe yeah. a nice little Christmas tree and you know, during the holidays or, you know. A pentagram with a goat's head in it for court because he would love to see that yeah exactly <laughs> sure, Anything. Sure. come on <laughs> Yeah, maybe an S line or yeah. I could do a, a Q shape. Uh, some, you know, and I don't want to leave out anybody, a menorah, if, you know, you celebrate Hanukkah. <laughs> that would, that be, would be eight crazy but... nights of sex right there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, this is why we can't have good guests, Paul. No. <laughs> this yeah. is why we can't get Are your you interviews. Are you Paul not a good guest? Apparently. I'm sorry about that. Uh, that's, I'm, no, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm totally fine with being not a good guest. No, this is why we can't get people that... A great that... guest! <laughs> <laughs> At the start of your podcast, you're already starting to get these interviews that are kind of more or less falling into your lap. Like, you didn't actually start yeah. pursuing them right off the bat, but just people found out that you were talking about their stuff, and because you angle towards more of the newer and independent stuff in a lot of your coverage, you're sure. getting to talk to these guys and gals that are kind of doing their own thing and just kind of trying to make movies on a budget or, you know, on their own independently. So that's pretty neat, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just in the little experience that I have, these people want to talk about it regardless of whether you're a new show or you're, you know, you're a big show or, you know, they just want to talk about their stuff. So people love talking about their product, especially when they put a lot of work into making it. They like to actually give a little bit of the backstory that, you know, you don't always see in the, the actual finished product of these movies. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It definitely just sort of came out of nowhere. And then I was sort of inspired by that to seek it out a little bit more. So we'll definitely see what happens. I'm, I'm on the look out now so awesome man well i wish you nothing but luck i've been enjoying the show since you started it i know you oh, kind of you. i know i was one of the people that you kind of reached out to when you were getting ready to get it started so yeah yeah anytime i, I help anybody out or, or give them a little bit of advice or just kind of know that they're looking for anything that you know like even if it's just like hey what microphone do you use and i just answer it and then they ask me to mm -hmm. check out their stuff i always kind of like and like like i'm taking somebody under my wing like come on buddy let's go let's hang out <laughs> all right right you're a fellow podcaster let's do this you know and then i start yeah. listening to the show and there's some that I've 
continued to listen to since then, and there's some that I haven't, and you're still in my subscription feed, and that has nothing to do with the fact that you're a Legion podcast, because <laughs> there are some Legion podcasts I don't listen to, I'm not going to lie. Whoa. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I Look mean, at you. I'm, it's honest. Taking your tooth pill tonight. Yeah, I can't help it. Yeah. Emily, you're just kissing everyone's and, ass and fucking lying out through your fucking teeth. There's only, typically. <laughs> there's only so many hours in the day, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Well, well you got to yeah. mix it up, right? Yeah, you absolutely. Can't. All right, folks, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to play a promo for another podcast. We'll have a little bit of music, and when we come back, we will have the trailer to my absolute favorite Jack Hill film of all time, Switchblade Sisters. Badasses, Boobs, and Body Counts is a weekly podcast that discusses grindhouse and exploitation cinema. Your three hosts, Mike. It's a quick... <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Not racist at all. Mark. If you bend over and you have what is essentially a pubic cottontail coming out of the crack of your ass, you need to do some goddamn grooming. And listener favorite, Iris. I do not have sex with that horse. <laughs> will make you question your own political correctness while laughing at theirs. Episodes drop every Sunday and can be found by searching BB and BC Podcast via Libsyn, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and iHeartRadio. You can also listen to episodes directly from the show's website at badassesboobsandbodycounts.com. Cinema Psyops back on the air, baby. Wolfman? <laughs> no, it's Werewolf Man, Jack Werewolf Jackass. Man. Oh, yeah. Werewolf. <laughs> you want to get sued? Werewolf Man. Where's Court? You just offended him. He ran out the door again. Uh, oh. He's so tired of your shit, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> I can't help it, man. That funky 70s rock, man, yeah. that the hybrid shit that's in these movies, it always brings out the Werewolf Man, Jack, and me. Ah, it just makes you want to destroy your throat. Yeah. It's very funky. Yeah. Actually, it makes me want to destroy your throat, if you know what I'm saying. I don't. Oh. I don't, because I'm going to pervert like you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fine, upstanding gentleman who would never ask somebody if they bleach their asshole. I have no segue out of that. (laughs) 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 You know what is actually filled with a bunch of fine, upstanding young gentlemen? (laughs) What's that? This trailer. Meet the toughest gang of teenage girls ever to slash their way across a motion picture screen. Their parents didn't want them. Their teachers were scared of them. Even the cops couldn't tame them. Switchblade sisters. Are the young rebels fighting for survival in a decaying society? Or are they just teenage hoodlums taking advantage of their youth? They can't hold us. We're juveniles. (laughs) First, you'll meet Lace. She's as affectionate as a scorpion with all the loving tenderness of a buzzsaw. Okay, you want me out? You're gonna have to fight. You got knocked off, right? Big deal! If you go, it's gonna turn out bad. She'd rather kill her man than lose him. Then there's Maggie, Lace's best friend, a shapely young bundle of female dynamite, and Lace's man lit the fuse. You're a chicken. Say it! 
Stop! You'll also meet the girl who used her young body to earn the nickname of Bunny. A little something to uh, relax the nerves. And it's only five bucks. God, come on, Superman. And then there's the one they just called Patch. I lost my eye for this gang, remember? We used to be tough. They also yeah. call her the Smiling yeah. Cobra. Shameless. Impudent woman! The Switchblade Sisters. You'll laugh with them. You'll love with them. But don't try to fight with them. Remember, I want him alive. Two teenage wildcats, both hung up on the same guy. One of them had to go the hard way. Meet the teenage girl gang even the cops were scared of. Switchblade Sisters is a story of today and maybe a little bit of tomorrow. All right, I do have one question for the trailer. Um, at one point, did Patch sure. ever get referred to as the Smiling Cobra in the film? <laughs> Never heard it. I don't remember that happening. But they also refer to her as the Smiling Cobra. The Smiling Cobra. Hoodlums is like one of my new favorite words now. Hoodlums? Hoodlums. Yeah. Are you familiar uh -huh. with the... Uh, Bringing it back. The voice actor Paul Freeze. Are you familiar with him at all? No. Uh, no. He, he's the guy who did the announcement work for uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that trailer guy voice yes. not sound like Paul Freeze to yes, you? Yes, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he was making a little money on the side maybe, for that or something. Maybe, I don't know. Little, maybe. Cash, cash. Yeah. Right. All right. So let's get into the film here, guys. We don't want to yeah, get yeah. too far off track. Ah, right. No. Well, it's going to happen. Uh, let's talk about some bleached assholes. There's a lot to talk about in this. Yes, <sighs> there absolutely is. Yeah. All right. So and uh, we already answered the bleach asshole, bleached asshole question, and that was a yes. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> now no, no one will really know for sure. I mean, he's not sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only your undertaker knows for sure. <laughs> All right. So the film opens with a bit of an overture for the music with that black hearted woman that we heard at the start right before the trailer. Mm -hmm. And there is a little bit of a still frame being animated where they'll have like a tenement block or they'll show like a people walking on the street or whatever in like a still frame. And then they animate it where they move in and out or zoom around. And this whole thing is just basically is trying to establish a very poor and dilapidated world that the Switchblade sisters actually come from. Right. I, I know they don't refer to themselves as the Switchblade sisters, but for fuck's sakes, Jezebel's just doesn't work for me nearly as much, so. No, man. Yeah. You, you, yeah. I just... <laughs> I will transpose it later, probably, but there you go. it's just gonna happen. They're the Switchblade sisters. Come on. Yeah. Now, we see the... Well, one of the main characters, but she's not the main character, but it's who we get to start the film with, Lace, sharpening her Switchblade as she puts on some perfume. It looks like she's out of perfume in the bottle. She gets ready to toss it in what looks like a trash can, and then she has a rat that's in her bedroom, roughly the size of a chihuahua, that <laughs> just fucking wanders in. I'm like, Jesus Christ, lady, don't throw a bottle at that thing. Fucking knife it and then cook it for your fucking brothers and sisters. Right? Man, right. all these kids are hungry. <laughs> yeah. Probably haven't had good rat meat in months. Right? <laughs> no. It sounded like she actually hit the rat. Did, did you guys hear that in the sound effects? Because I, I had the headphones on, and it sounded to me like they were trying to make the sound design like she hit the rat, because it was like the squishy noise when the bottle hit the wall. You may yeah. come in contact with it. <laughs> Maybe on the ricochet. She overhears a conversation in the living room after she's done getting ready, and it's a repo man coming to take a TV. And since this will probably cause flashbacks for Matt, that is our first clip. I got a repossession order on a TV, lady. But I just made a payment this last week. Computer says you're delinquent, you're delinquent. This is Seth. Wait, listen, I'm expecting my child support any day now. Can't you give me one more week? Look, you don't talk to me about it, lady. The computer says repossess, I repossess. Unless you got 40 bucks in cash. That's all I have, for food, for the whole week. Oh, I sympathize, I, I really do. Wait, oh, please. No, I don't think so. All right, all right, I'll pay you. Just leave that here. Take it. 
And I hope you roast in hell. Thank you. Thank you. Got nice kids. Oh, Repo Man. They're all the same. Yeah, man. Zoom for some of that cash. I don't think she actually came up in the computer. I think it was more or less just... Getting that cash? Yeah, I think he was ripping her off. Oh, maybe. Right. (laughs) Or she did come up on the computer. Because she didn't seem shocked he was there to repossess the TV either. Yeah, she was trying to feign it. Like, you know, she knew what was up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How how ugly were those kids' haircuts, too? I mean, they couldn't have made those kids any uglier by adding those haircuts, but they actually did make them uglier. (laughs) Lace's family is, uh, yeah... <laughs> it's they got good. the uh, shallow end of the gene pool. Yeah, that's kind of where I was getting at that, but I didn't want to make too many genetic jokes because I'm a white guy with blonde hair and green eyes. So, <laughs> got to be careful about referring to my genetics. Otherwise, I'm going to start sounding like the Cheeto. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> After that clip, he splits and Lace is waiting for him in the elevator. It starts its descent, and pretty much at every floor, more girls end up hopping on, including the main characters of Donut and Patch. Right. The elevator is then packed with a ton of the quote-unquote Dagger Debs. Still kind of a better name than Jezebel's, if you ask me. And the Repo Man seems a bit nervous. One of them stops the elevator and then he refers to her as some type of derogatory term towards women. Yes. (laughs) I can't remember exactly what it was. I didn't write it down. A lot of derogatory terms towards everyone in this. But like, regardless, if you're in a fucking elevator filled with women and you call one of them a derogatory term, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, man. It's almost as bad as just farted in there and then leave <laughs> yeah. It would have been funny I mean, if you did just crop dust them. Yeah, just crop dusted them. Yeah. <laughs> Even in the 70s, they were used to being mistreated, but when they're when you're outnumbered like 20 to 1, you still probably don't want to fuck with them. Yeah, they couldn't have fit one more girl in that elevator if they tried. No, <laughs> especially ones wearing leather hats. You don't want to fuck with them. One of them's got an eye patch. I mean, they look like they're ready to mingle. Yeah. And not the good kind of mingle. <laughs> well, it depends upon your definition of the good kind of mingle now, doesn't That's it, true. Paul? That's true. Uh, good point. All right, so the Repo Man starts getting indignant as we were mentioned earlier and then every girl pulls a switchblade and I get super turned on the minute they all pop open. Right. <laughs> everything was going click, open, uh, click, open and something went boing. And then something <laughs> went zip, open, <laughs> boing. <laughs> Oddly enough, it unfolds like a switchblade too for me, Matt. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's bionic. You should probably get that checked out. I built it that way. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's bionic, man. All right. Yeah. And it's practical. It's, you know, stores it away. Safekeeping. <laughs> like a Swiss army knife. <laughs> yeah. Swiss Army penis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to mention that, yes, girls with switchblades turned me on. <laughs> no. Yeah. Get out of here. The guy reaches for his gun. He is told to freeze Greaseball by Lace, who seems to never really fully open her mouth when she talks. And I figured out why. Her overbite is so ridiculous. Her front teeth, the top part of her teeth, are so long. It's like the king of all overbites. When she even opens her mouth, unless she's like screaming full mouth wide open, it looks like she never fully opens it because all you see yeah. is front teeth when she talks <laughs> right it must be why she has such a small voice I... she can't open her mouth all the way <laughs> something like those teeth are like acting like a uh, sound absorbers and bouncing them back <laughs> right right which might also have something to do with uh why her man is maybe shopping elsewhere but no, we'll get to that <laughs> i'm picking up what you're putting down there yeah. <laughs> stop skipping ahead spoilers <laughs> sorry i know that's matt's job yeah, matt, yeah it's matt's job to fuck up here <laughs> yeah come on damn it paul damn it <laughs> Paul. All right. Uh, so- now I'm Darren. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Lace cuts off his tie after telling him to freeze Greaseball in a way to try to humiliate him, I guess you could say. Then she takes his gun and then says something about what is this world coming to? I just wanted to point out that in no way, shape or form is her removing the gun from its holster and taking it away from him symbolic. Not at all. Not in any way, shape or form is 
that emasculation? Not even a little bit. Mm-mm. No symbolism there at all. Nope. Was not <laughs> planned at all by Jack Hill. Nothing planned. It was all coinkadink. That they just happened to disarm him of his weapon. Of his piece. <laughs> his <laughs> pea shooter piece, too. It was a pretty snub-nosed gun, yeah. which yeah. really fits but for that guy. Probably, probably tells you something about him, too. Yeah, that explains One why he's assume. a repo man, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's not a giver man, that's for sure. <laughs> he's definitely one who just takes and then walks away. Yep. <laughs> Coincidentally, that's lovemaking style made by Matt. But, no. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, so you cuddle for like a minute after you're done. No, I cuddle a lot. <laughs> While I'm weeping. It's it's my deal. And apologizing for being so quick. Exactly. Yeah. I know, we've made yeah. love. Yeah. Well, it had to be quick. You got winded so fast. <laughs> you know. All right, so after cutting off his tie and removing his miniature weapon, she orders the other girls to, quote unquote, get him, so they all pile on him. And we get a legit 70s style star wipe away from that. I was like super excited to see a legit star wipe. In the 70s, they had to spend money on that because it's not just something that you can quickly do yeah, with a digital effect sure. like in Final Cut Pro. Okay. You see those nowadays, you're like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> they put them yeah. in the 70s. It's like, no, they meant to do that. They had to pay money to make that happen. Snap. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. To the sound of some very kick-ass garage rock as the camera rests on some piles of garbage and then we see a newspaper rack that reads with two different headlines on newspapers. The first one says, 12th week of garbage strike to to let you know the kind of world that they're living in. And then the next Mm -hmm. newspaper says, crackdown on youth crime ask. Very informative headlines to let you know exactly what's going on in our world. I don't know if you guys it's, saw that or yeah. not. It's funny because before that, I was thinking, man, even for a rough neighborhood, there is a lot of fucking garbage laying around in the streets and the hallways and stuff. And then it was like, oh, okay. Well, they explained that away. So, good job, movie. Yeah, I know that this actually did happen in New York in the late 70s, and I know it happened over yeah. in England for a while, too, where both garbage collecting companies and both sides of the pond actually just stopped collecting for an extremely long time. Yeah. And the strike were so ridiculous that the garbage started getting piled up on the streets so high it was like you know several feet off the curbs i bet that smelled terrific yeah it must have been horrific particularly since they were doing it during the summer for the mass effect oh man right it it was a big enough of an epidemic in a lot of the cities in the 70s that it ended up becoming something that became part of the culture you see this in other films at the time where they reference it well and let's not forget almost every film set in the 70s and 80s you know with new york as a backdrop makes new york seem like a demilitarized zone because it was yeah it was sure. empty in that time frame everybody was white flighting it the fuck out of there that's true i mean everyone it, you maybe worked in manhattan but you lived in connecticut right you know uh, or somewhere far away far yeah. away yeah downtown I mean, was empty time uh, before giuliani Times square was a fucking just the place that you wanted to be man yeah. 42nd street <laughs> <Yeah>. baby Woo! <laughs> <laughs> don't you talk down about those theaters now it's now it's family right. friendly <laughs> some of the best stuff i love came from those movie theaters Theaters, man. All right. <laughs> and the porn too. <laughs> sure, sure. All right. So we then see the girls converge on a burger joint after a handful of them nearly get ran over by an asshole in a car when they're in that crosswalk. Dude was in a fucking station wagon talking all tough. Again, fucking laying some misogynistic shit on them, calling yeah. them names and stuff when he yeah, almost yeah. hit them. Well, and <laughs> I thought take. it was interesting that he uh that he threw in the jailbait thing because that was really the first reference of the age of these girls, I think. Yeah, because they all 
all uh, clearly look like they're 17, 16, you know. Yeah, right. They'd all look like high school <laughs> girls. They all yeah. look like high school girls. Yes, big time. Right? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're not, none of them look like they're in their 30s at all. No. Or late especially 20s. In, yeah. Especially not the guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, those guys look like they're almost drawn Social Security. None of them. <laughs> they're older did, than me. Yeah, Dominic didn't have gray hair. Yeah, right. Not at not all. That all. wasn't happening. Not even a little bit. Mm-hmm. None of that really matters, though, because it's a fucking 70s movie, and you just etch a sketch that, and you Listen, ignore you just, it. Listen, you just... Come on. God damn it. We could just play along. <laughs> yeah. Well, there wasn't as many child actors back then. <laughs> well, they were, but their you know, parents were busy ripping them off. Yeah, and they were sure, stuck sure. working for Disney making shit films about twins. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So all the ladies end up pairing off with some of the guys. Uh, obviously, Lace ends up with Dom, who's apparently the leader of the Silver Daggers. And then Donna's dad is there all of a sudden. So it looks like he's a co-worker of the gang. His character's name is Hook, but fuck you. That's Donna's dad. Yeah, that's yeah. Donna's dad. Yeah, no, it definitely was. And that Mr. Act- Pinciotti. Mr. Pinciotti. Just give him the yeah. curly hair already. The perm. <laughs> Once we see the girls pairing off with Dom and Donna's dad's gang, that leads to our next clip. Where'd you get this? Kind of a grab One hell of a fox, baby. Jobo, let's have some burgers for the ladies. Yeah, Dom. Hey, Dom. Could you maybe pay for on this time? Well, you know, the prices are going up and I can't get a loan at the bank. You what? Uh, it's okay. Don't, I'll leave him alone. <laughs> the devs are paying. Lace, if the devs are paying, you think I could have a double cheeseburger with some french fries and a coleslaw? What? I'm really hungry. Oh, she's hungry. Look out! I caught a piggy! Oh, what'd I do, Lace? Uh, squeal! Wait, louder! Oh! Now you get nothing. You understand? You're gonna sit there and watch the rest of us eat until we're finished. Let's sit down. I'm starving. New around here? Maybe. Like the table? Yeah. It's okay. Too bad you have to leave. Yeah? Why? Because we don't like you dirtying up our table. Okay, so during that clip, the girls confront Maggie, who actually is our main character for the movie. Mm-hmm. When Patch tries to get all tough and act like a badass and pull a knife on her, Maggie pretty much just hands her her ass. Big time. The way that the fighting in this film works, I know a lot of people may think that this is actually not realistic, but I've actually seen people use jackets to defend themselves when someone pulled a knife on them like this. I've actually mm-hmm. seen that. Really? Yeah, I've not seen women be so adept at using these chain belt things that they go over top of their shirts that they yeah. use them like whips. Well, I've never seen anybody rip off their pants either like that. <laughs> it's also very impressive. What did somebody <laughs> rip off their pants? What the, the, she ripped off the leggings of her pants. Didn't she to make them into shorts or was that the jo- the jacket? That was a jacket. That was the jacket. Yeah, the jacket I, for some reason thought she was wearing pants and then they no, ripped off the like, sleeves. I'm like, yeah. the hell? <laughs> but what she ends up doing is she distracts Patch by basically hitting it the hand with a knife to knock it out of the way to get it away from her. And when Patch comes in to come back with the knife, she takes the salt shaker that she already had in her hand and tosses the salt in her one good eye, then mm-hmm. uses her jacket to knock the knife out of her hand, then takes the belt off from around her waist, and then uses it like Indiana Jones style around fucking <laughs> Patch's yeah. leg, and pulls her legs out from underneath her and knocks her on her fucking ass. She uh she ashes that thing really well. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is, man, that was fucking hot. <laughs> right. It was like a miniature bolo with the thing on her belt. And then Court yells out, marry me! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't necessarily yell out marry me I just want more girls 
fighting each other like this. Yeah. I mean, you have a girl with an eye patch and a switchblade. I mean, you already could, have me there, movie. Yeah, we could never really do right. a prison exploitation movie, him, a women's prison exploitation movie. We will someday. Do you think? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you'd be able to get through it. I may have to have you do the notes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we will do a women's prison exploitation movie. You films. want me to do the notes like totally slowly? <sighs> no, because that'll ruin it for me. No, actually, oh. that might help me get through it because that'll yeah. ruin the, the allure right. for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Patch wants to kill her, justifiably so, because Patch is supposed to be the badass of the Dagger Debs, and she just got her ass handed to her in front of everybody. And let's face it, the girl has one good eye left, and it has salt in it. But, uh, <laughs> man, she got punked out. Yeah. She's a little salty. <laughs> yeah, nah. would, yeah, definitely. I think it's funny, too. She immediately is like, Dom, give me the gun. Give me the fucking gun. And it's like, girl, you've got salt in your eye. You can't see shit. You're going to hit the wrong person. <laughs> right? But Dom's response isn't, you're fucking blind, lady. Chill out. It's, mm. hey, hey, she's not worth it. She's not worth it, babe. Mm -hmm. Dom is fucking emo before emo was a thing. Babe, she's not yeah. worth it. She's not worth it, babe. Babe, come on. Fucking hate Dom. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Fucking Dom. Dom yeah. immediately wants to fuck Joanna Nail's character of Maggie and let's face it who isn't turned on by a woman who can handle herself like that. Gotta love a girl who can throw a punch. Oh, yeah. And Lay seems to basically want to recruit her and get her to be her new enforcer. This actually leads to our next clip. The dirty trick you pulled on Patch. You're pretty good. What else can you do? Wanna find out? Why so hostile? These are the Silver Daggers and we are the Dagger Devs. What gang you with? I ain't with the gang. You ain't with the gang? People just stomp on you. You don't have any muscle behind you. Everybody's got to be in a gang. Just ain't healthy to loan it. Thanks, sir. I'll take my chance. Hey, what do they want? Us, damn it. Freeze, Jimmy. Pull her right there. You Junior. sure you want to go through with this? They're juveniles. They'll be out in a couple of days. I'm damn sure I want to go through with it. You throw the goddamn book at them. This way, honey. You ain't going nowhere. Get your hands off the fruit! Officer, I'm not with them. Yeah, yeah. Let's have it. No, really. Sure. Move it out. I want my lawyer. Okay, cut the smart talk. You know the story. We all gotta go through the motions. But one of these days, honey, you and your gang's gonna make a real mistake. And then I'm gonna... Gang? I don't know anything about gangs. Hey, you guys know anything about gangs? Gangs? Are there no gangs around here? Yeah? Well, what's this? <laughs> a birthmark. Everybody up. I'm only going to say this once. Somebody copped a bottle of stimulants from the medical station. I'm going to get it back if I have to ring out every one of you like a dishery. All rec periods are canceled till it turns up. Okay, everybody, hands out front. That's a mom smackly mag. Better watch out for her. She gets uh, funny ideas, especially about the new girl. Shove it. Why, hello, Lee. Back so soon? I missed your smiling face, Mom. Let me see your hands. Wait. <laughs> so nice to see you again, Smackley. Oh, hey. What do we got here? What's your name, cutie pie? Maggie. She a deb? Nope. Good. <laughs> You're smart. Maybe we can become uh, friends. You see, Maggie, the gang spoils it for good girls like you who get in here by mistake. But friends help each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> get your hands off of me, you fat. All right. All right. Lie down. Got to search inside. Oh, no, you don't. Put her down, girls. <coughs> Full of ginger, aren't you, huh? I know how to cool off hot little chippies like you. Come on, take her to the john. Oh. Hey, come on, hell, Maggie. Okay, yeah. Well, then. Yeah, a lot to unpack there. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so it turns out that they actually didn't kill that dude. They just cut off all of his clothes and robbed him. And he's just kind of sitting there with what's left of his shirt with a blanket wrapped around him. Uh, right. Okay. They the, further emasculated him. Yeah. I don't really get the tone that this movie's going for at first at the start because it seems like it's kind of wacky and it's going to be a fun little romp. Yeah. And then they get to a reformatory and then it goes fucking mean. And I mean like mean right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It gets real women's prison rapey. Yeah, real fast. We also mm-hmm. want to point out, too, that the Debs all have a dagger, apparently, as one, like a tattoo to mark them as a gang. Or at least mm-hmm. we know for sure that Lace has one because the cop rips her shirt halfway down to show it in her back. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, that might be an abuse right there. Not nearly as much as the one that was feeling up Patch as he was starting to pat her down. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. one, that was also bad. Yeah, she yells yeah. at him to, like, keep his hands yeah. off the fruit. Yeah. I know, the fruit. Yeah, and then she calls him a homophobic <laughs> slur, which I excise. Yes, good job. Yeah, because that's what I do. Yeah. That's how this show's going to roll. Censor show. Sure, sure. It's a safe place for perverts here at Cinema Science. Yes. Now, the reformatory matron who goes by the name of Mom and looks an awful lot like the gym teacher from uh, Porky's... <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. It's not her, but it looks an awful looks, lot like her. Like the, it's, it's almost like this the same type of person that they just get for all of these. Yeah, you can cast a type. Yes. Yeah, and apparently lesbian rapist is uh, the type for a matron to be in a prison. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. If uh, all the other prison movies I've ever seen are going to prove to me anything. Yeah, it's that. It's that type. Yeah. You're going to have... She's not necessarily a lesbian. She just likes to rape young girls in prison because of uh, the power trip to thing. break them down. Yeah. Yeah. It, including unwanted forceful cavity searches which Ugh. we're about to get to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that Maggie is not a dagger deb or so she identifies herself to mom the matron so mom knows that she's fair game to start doing all sorts of nasty stuff and at one point she even says it's you're going to need a friend and while she's doing that she's fucking grabbing her ass like whole handful grabbing her ass like total molestation time. Maggie oh, defends yeah. herself pushes the mom off of her and then is dragged to the bathroom and water tortured whenever they try to put her on the bed she even ends up kicking mom in the crotch or some shit like that i mean there's some <laughs> really uncomfortable stuff going on in here yeah really bad mm-hmm. it's no secret that i have the german blu-ray from that we were talking about that earlier it's from subculture entertainment and that's spelled subcultures with a k in there and if you want to get it yourselves anyway now there's two <laughs> different versions on that disc there's a german version that's like the regular release from germany that was the edited version for germany and then there's the u.s theatrical cut that we would normally see mm-hmm. now i'm not sure which version i gave you guys so there's going to be some different stuff now i I watched both versions. I watched the first one by accident. I watched the cut version for German by first. Yeah. So some of my notes I have corrections in and stuff. Nice. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to, things are going to be a little disjointed when I try and go back and forth between these two, but you know, just kind of bear with me here, guys. Sure. In the German version, this lesbian assault stuff that's going on is trimmed down just a little bit. Um, when they throw her on the bed and she goes in to do something to Maggie and she's implying with putting the rubber glove on that she's going to basically do a cavity search to look for these pills that she's looking for. Maggie kicks her pretty much down dead on in the crotch and then that pretty much sends mom around like oh we're gonna teach you a lesson then they drag her into the bathroom now in the American version or the regular theatrical cut that you would see on the DVD that you buy over here when they're doing the water torture stuff where they're basically drowning her in the toilet or attempting to drown her in the toilet they Mm -hmm. dunk her head like three or four times yeah and then pull it back out and they leave it in there for a really long time before the other girls come in and intervene in the German Mm -hmm. version it's like maybe once or twice and then they come in and help they like the German version's a bit nicer yeah it removes a 
a lot of the really, really graphic stuff in this, or at least it trims it down just a little bit. And I think that might have been the time frame that it was released, and I think their censorship over there was a little bit more, let's just say, draconian than what it is now. I got you. Sure. I have the American version then, because it was, it was definitely a good three or four times, and there was a couple where I was like starting to get a little panicked about how long her head was underwater. So Right? Yeah, that's the thing I love about Jack Hill films. He makes you feel what's going on with the characters. Sure. And it really, like, they leave it in there for a really long time that it's uncomfortable. I'm mm-hmm. sure the actress had an air tube. I'm sure there was no danger. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Everything's fine. But yeah. at the same Maybe. time, her head was in that toilet for way too fucking long. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying, though, back then they used to make movies a little bit more dangerously. Oh, yeah. Not as bad as they did in the 20s and 30s whenever they would make a Western. They loaded with actual bullets and they shut out the window panes behind the guy. Oh, my yeah. good Lord. But they were actually <laughs> shooting real loaded bullets at each other. That's Yeah, that's true. That's reckless to a whole other level, dude. That's that's yeah. next level that caring about lives. <laughs> yeah, that's total not giving a shit. And then the yeah, ones yeah. the ones that were made in the Philippines in this time were even more reckless and dangerous. Shit. But it was never for the American actors, only the local people. God damn. Yeah, they got paid very course. little, if nothing at all. So there we go. But that's a of whole course. other whole other diatribe about <laughs> exploitation films. <laughs> all right. So while they're doing this water torture, she's basically being partially drowned to basically get her to be more submissive. Then they drag her off to the toilet and toss her to the floor. Now, this is when mom throws the little rubber glove on once again and says that she said she was going to do it and now she's going to fucking body search and it makes it seem like the way she pulls that glove really far up on her arm she's planning on full on fisting Maggie oh yeah probably she she wants to put Maggie in her place and teach her a lesson it's implied but you get real uncomfortable real fast that you're going to see some stuff you don't want to (laughs) watch or do you Uh, no I don't know in a pinch in a pinch it will do me I would prefer that it was consensual yeah right (laughs) that's my biggest problem with it yeah <laughs> that's the line I like to draw very comfortably in the sand that you shouldn't cross <laughs> is that the line <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty solid line I applaud you for being so brave to tell us what line you've got there to put my yeah. foot down yeah. on consensual <laughs> yeah wow yeah, fair enough I own that <laughs> I just well, that. If, it, if it helps then at least you know they were actually acting so right. if it does turn you on it's like well acting. they were just pretending thank you yeah <laughs> it's, it's a fantasy and I'm a creep yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a whole fair. other conversation that's, you have to have the tagline of this show it's a fantasy <laughs> and i'm fair. a creep yeah, yeah it's fair yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fits that's our show as one of the guards is trying to hold her down right as mom is getting ready to do the bit with the hand in the various orifices it should not be going to mm. maggie bites one of the guards right on the fucking ear and draws some fucking blood and this prompts lace who hears this battle going on and knowing that she, maggie's getting the upper hand she's kind of like okay we need to recruit this girl and i think this entire time lace basically set it up knowing what was going to happen they might have even stolen the drugs to get this kind of thing to happen to try and force maggie into the gang now lace Mm -hmm. may not be the best planner or tacticianist when it comes to being the leader of a gang but she's at least good enough to know how to get a recruit going in because otherwise she wouldn't have got those other girls but then lace runs in as well as all of the other girls end up following her and then they beat the ever loving shit out of the guards this is so fucking awesome yeah violent okay i'm I'm not gonna lie watching a women's prison revolt where the women beat the shit out of guards and destroy authority mm-hmm. when they're supposed to be being punished by them. Biggest fucking turn on I'll ever have. Is it pud thumping time? <laughs> Not necessarily. I'm just like, <laughs> it's like fist pumping in the air. Oh, okay. Screaming like, you yeah. fucking go! Yes! <laughs> and like, it gets your blood
blood going, and then you're like, yeah, I'm going to go have sex now. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At some point during this fight, tits end up even popping out when one of the girl's uniforms get ripped open. And while it's happening during a fight, I'm going to say that's a thank you movie, wouldn't you, Matt? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, movie. Thank you, movie. I actually wrote thank you, movie, because <laughs> I, know, I know when to thank the movie li- from listening. We're glad that we've been able to teach yes. you when it's, when it's a good nudity or when it's bad nudity in the film. <laughs> that's right. A good that's touch right. or a bad touch. Well, that's what you need right. to know. Yeah. The line is consent. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an easy line to draw on the sand. A, that's a hard line we take here at Cinema Psyops. <laughs> it's consent. It's consent. And I'll, we're we're brave enough to put it out there that that's our line. How, how progressive of us. I know, right? Well, considering that we are white males <laughs> in America, that is kind of a pretty progressive it's, stance. Yeah, right? Yeah, I have a, a bit of a sensitive spot for rape in movies myself. So I, when it starts to go down that path, I'm like, oh, no, where is this going to go? Oh, but, you mean uh, it's like a trigger thing for yeah. you? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, got, yeah, I got a little nervous. I, I th- a literally, little you said that you're uh, sensitive about it. I literally thought mm-hmm. for like half a second after you said that, you said you have a soft spot for it. No, he said sensitive spot. I know, I know. And it made yeah, you yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> like for a half a second, I thought you said soft spot. I go, Paul, man, shut the fuck up for a minute. <laughs> if these mics were condensers, you could probably hear his anus puckering. Yeah, was he was almost, real yeah. uncomfortable Holy for shit, a second. Dude. No, but that's something that Paul and I have actually talked about. And I kind of. I prom- fucking, no, it fucks me up too, man. Yeah. 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 That's not a, that's that fucking fun to watch. No, no, it's not. No. Unless you're a sociopath that likes that sort of yeah, thing. It, Why are you looking at me like that right after I said that? Right. Well, I mean, if the sociopath's hat fits. Where yeah, I'm more hats. of a sociopath about death than I am about rape. Yeah, I can totally like, see that's that. That's because death, it's, it's fucking over. You know, yeah, rape exactly. implies like years of, you know, mental torment. Yeah, I would much rather kill someone than rape them. Clip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's totally a clip. That may be one I have to pull out myself. Yeah. <laughs> During the fight as well, Lace ends up plunging mom's face. She takes a toilet plunger and uses it as a bashing weapon. And then at one point, she basically just puts the plunger over top of mom's face and just keeps pushing it on there. So as to suffocate her? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Maybe she's trying to unclog her face. (laughs) Perhaps. All I know is it made me laugh my ass off and I love seeing that whenever the fucking guard is getting her face plunged. Yeah. Yeah. And Patch ends up dropping a trash can over another one of the guards. This fight goes on for a little while and then they pretty much knock the guards down, beat the living hell out of them. And then after they're all to the ground, that leads to our next clip. Thought you knew better than a fool. Daggerdale's mom. She said she wasn't, Lace. I didn't know she was one of yours. She is now. Lace, you're pushing me too far this time. Here, you got a new sweetie on the outside, Mom. What? Yeah. Cute little trick named Violet. Ain't that right? Whatever. Be a shame if anything happens to your face. You know? What do you want? Hands off! Yeah, yeah, sure. And no reprisals. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Let's go. <coughs> oh. I guess I owe you one. Don't overrate yourself. Mom had it coming. You still saved my ass. You gonna be okay? Hell yes. I'll be out of here in a week. They can't hold us. We're juveniles. <laughs> you need anything? Favor, Maggie. Important one. Get this to Dominic, will you? You know my Dominic? He's my man. I know the one. I'd kill for that guy. Know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But why me? Oh, I don't know. Got a feeling about you, I guess. Like I can trust you. You can. Hey, come on, Tramp. Let's move it. Take care of yourself, okay? You too. And Maggie. Watch your step. Okay, so after this clip, cut from that too, Donna's dad wants to do something about the rival gang leader, Krabs. Very unfortunate nickname to get. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe if you use protection, he could have gotten a different nickname. He's going to need a fucking splash guard if it's Krabs that he has. Yeah. <laughs> so Krabs is muscling in on their territory and Don 
Donna's dad has had enough of this shit. Maggie ends up entering and she is attempting to deliver the letter that was given to her by Lace. She wants to make sure that the letter is delivered in private, but Dom has something to prove to his men and wants to be all macho macho and wants to show that he cares nothing about any letter or whatever has to go on with him and Lace. So he insists that she give him the letter here or whatever it is that they need to talk about that she do it right here in front of everybody because apparently the Silver Daggers have no secrets with each other. no secrets. That's horseshit. Anyway, Donna's dad just goes ahead and steals that goddamn letter and decides to read it out loud, which they then end up teasing Dom about in order to make him do it because Dom takes it from him. So he does like a fucking asshole. And then all of the guys start making fun of the letter itself and Lace while he's reading this out. A bunch of fucking asshole. What a bunch of pricks. (laughs) Definitely uh, very misogynistic there. Yeah, it's asshole time. Hardcore Mm -hmm. with these guys. At some point, Maggie ends up getting upset and said that that's enough whenever he actually gets to the sexy bits of a poem that Lace wrote for him to try and express her love. And when he won't listen, she says that's enough and then slaps him right the fuck in the face. She even says, you bastard, right after she does it. She's like, you bastard. She's like, that's enough, you bastard, and full on slaps him. He grabs a hold of her and then pulls back as if he's going to give her a full force punch to the face, but then stops short of punching her in the face and then just basically holds there and then he just agrees that he's a bastard. He knows who he is. If you were to watch this version in the German cut, it fades to black from there and then fades into a different scene. Completely excise the part that I'm about to talk about. All right. So the German cut, if you have problems with seeing rape on a film. The German cut's for you. Maybe, but it also takes out some of the violence, so it's kind of a a six of one, half dozen of the other. Absolutely. But she turns to walk away and that's when we see Maggie leaving and then Dom immediately follows her and then it crossfades to what looks like a apartment building. There might be like five or six apartments, maybe more. It's not very big. It's just kind of like a, I don't want to call it a tenement block because it's not that many apartments. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it's clearly Maggie's place because then we see her coming into her apartment and as she gets home, she hears the sounds of her mother getting busy. She's banging it out and it turns out she's there doing it to pay the rent. But I can't Mm -hmm. pay the rent. But you must pay the rent. You gotta pay the rent. But I can't pay the rent. <laughs> but you must pay the rent. You gotta pay the rent. <laughs> that's, that's how mom pays the rent. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder how good of a deal she gets on that. I mean, it depends how long it lasts, right? How much he charges. Yeah, I'm sure they work it out in bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking it's like, you know, he shows up every night. He doesn't have to pay rent every month. <laughs> I'm thinking it's how that's working out. But it doesn't yeah. seem like she hates this arrangement too much. I think it might have been her idea because she seems sure. kind of happy to have a gentleman caller, if you will. So. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? Plus, it looked like they were partying. They had some booze out and some drugs. So, yeah. They were having a good time. If you're going to knock some out for money, you might as well party your way through it. Matt learned that the hard way in college. Oh, my God. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't we all? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Dom ends up showing up. No more having fun talking about this scene. As Maggie asks, What do you want to him? Very forcefully, Dom forces his way into the apartment, slams the door behind him, ends up basically getting very grabby, very forceful with Maggie. Maggie looks for a place to drag her off to and then drags her off to what looks like what may be the only other bedroom in the apartment. He slams the door behind him and then he rips open her shirt. And I'm not sure if you guys noticed this or not, but it looks like she gets pissed that he ripped her shirt. So she rips his shirt open too. Yeah. Right? That yeah. did happen. 
happened, right? Yes. Okay. This is um, not very progressive for women because yeah, I mean, it is really bad. We will talk about that when we get to the end of the scene. So okay, we're gonna okay. we're gonna power through really, it. Really bad. Yeah, we're gonna power through it, and then we're gonna talk about it because this is one of those things that uh, Jack Hill has expressed a little bit of regret about doing once again in later on in life. So well, at least you expressed sure. regret. Yeah. Well, as far as writing it and filming it, but there is some basis on this. But we'll get into it. So all right, all right. Right. <laughs> all right so she rips his shirt back open, and then he gets forceful with her and starts tossing her around and then ends up throwing her on top of the bed and then proceeds to rape her. And then we cut to the other side of the door as mom comes out for some of that booze we were talking about earlier when we were actually having fun with this scene, but Mm -hmm. not anymore. She hears Maggie moaning and it awfully sounds like she's kind of enjoying what's happening is what they're trying to play it up as, or at least that's what mom thinks is happening. And then she Mm -hmm. calls at the door to find out what's going on in there and then asks if she has a boy in there and then says something about, I want him out right now. get that scumbag out or something like that. Dom rips the door open while having his pants still hanging off around his hips. Yeah. Confronts her, basically tells her to shut the fuck up. She tries to throw him out. So he basically fucking grabs her by the side of the head and tosses her into the couch like a misogynistic prick. Mm. She calls for her man who is in the back there banging it out for some rent money to be paid off. And he will not fuck with Dom because he knows who Dom is and what gang he happens to be the leader of. And he basically tells her, look, you're uh, fishing at the wrong pond here trying to get me to confront this guy. So Dom goes back to talk with Maggie, who states that mom is actually fucking the manager. That's how we find this out of the building for rent. And that's because Dom was like, is that your dad or some shit like that? He wants to try and make small talk after he fucking raped this girl. Motherfucker. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. And he doesn't even want to leave because he claims that Maggie asks for it at this point. She calls him a son of a bitch. And then he says something like, you don't care. You got yours, didn't you? Which is even more fucking disgusting. Dude. This is really a fucking gross scene. Yeah, this is fucking just disgusting. Now, Jack Hill claims that the inspiration for putting this scene in the film is from Anne Rand. There's a character apparently in an Anne Rand story or novel of some sort, a female character who, according to Jack Hill, was raped and was able to basically endure what happened to her and then use that to her advantage and just basically turn around and not allow herself to feel victimized for what happened and just basically turn around and turn it into a strength or something like that. I didn't get that feeling from this. Right? It's she turns out to be enjoying it is almost what he writes. Like, yeah, well, yeah, because like. like they almost cuddle afterwards. Yeah, you know he gets, what I mean? Yeah. He lays on the bed with her and she like leans into him. Yeah. And like and then she like shows like a vulnerability and cuddles with him. And you sit there and you're like, no. Fuck fuck no. Yeah. No. But here's the other thing that's really fucked well, I up. I didn't get the strength part. Yeah, well here's the other thing that's really fucked up. He basically is trying to emulate this scene because he thought it was really powerful in whatever book he read from this Anne Rand thing. And then he stated that Anne Rand didn't even feel that what she was writing was a rape scene. And he basically tried to emulate it. So what's in this scene is what he was emulating. And so... That's a rape scene. Yeah. And like I said, in the commentaries, he's expressed some regret that he feels like he should have done it in a better way or found a different way to try and show what he was trying to show. Yeah. But it's exploitation in the 60s and 70s, man. This is what you're going to end up with. Ugh. It's, yeah, it's part of the lexicon of shit that you have to deal with sometimes. Sure. It almost felt kind of clunky because of the fact that she wasn't fighting it so violently and she was kind of, you know, accepting it and, and cuddling with him afterwards and stuff. Because I actually wrote down, like, was that a rape or rough sex or some kind of third thing that I don't know about yet, like, but I'm sort of a little bit interested in, but maybe not if it's not that consensual. It's not, it wasn't but, consensual. It was yeah. It was straight up rape. They He could have shot, he should have shot it as like maybe yeah. just a rough sex scene where she was a willing participant and maybe they just both like a little bit rougher and then 
and mm-hmm. you could still have the same storyline, but that's not what they shot. They shot a, a rape scene, and then she cuddled with her rapist. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was like a, it was like a rape, and then you could have had like, she got it, over it fast. One little <laughs> switch up, and you could have switched that up to she. You know, it was just a rough sex scene where you know it was consensual. Yeah, the easy they way just to do are it. Rough with each other. The easy way to do it. He tosses her on the bed. Yeah. She does the thing with the belt where she pulls his leg out from underneath him. Yeah. You know, or she fights back, she but does, then it becomes like this. Like, but she does something to initiate the sexual contact. Yeah, where she grabs yeah. him and then pulls him down, or something yeah, like yeah, that. like like you know, she yeah. does. Uh-huh. She, yeah. you know, it, it's it's easy enough to do. We, you know, there's so many options where you could have done it, where it was just rough sex that they both wanted, but you didn't. It, it, we watch a rape, and then we watch a woman cuddle with her rapist and after, open and open up to him after calling him a piece of shit and a yeah. bastard and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, so fuck that. Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck you, movie. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, you. fuck you. Sorry. I, and I know it's one of the more enjoyable, <laughs> but fuck you for this scene movie. I have no defense for this scene. And to tell you the truth, whenever I was watching the German version and it didn't pop up, mm-hmm. like whenever the scene didn't come through, I was like, okay, that's when I knew something was missing Yeah, because they're talking about stuff like it happened before, like with later dialogue, they mention it like that he basically took what he wanted. Well, and what if he wants to do that again? And later on, she says something like, hey, I mean, we'll get to it. But later on, she says something like, hey, we got to figure some things out because I do like you. And she says that to him. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? He raped you. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked <laughs> What's up. What's going on? Yeah. It's really fucked up and it really does not fit. And it does kind of taint the story. And it takes a long time before the movie comes back for that. I'm not going to defend any of this part of it. Yeah. I think, it's, sure I think it's bad. a bad choice. But the film does come back from that for me. I think it does too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. There's plenty now. Uh, There's plenty of other stuff to love that's yeah, pro and also this feminist is, in this, this film. This was too. put early enough in the movie so that there's plenty of movie to counteract it, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. Like if this was put in more like uh like towards the end of the movie, I, I don't think this movie can bounce back no matter what. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah sure. All right. So we're all uncomfortable about the scene. Yes. We can just stop it right now. We can now. just stop. Let's move on. Yeah. Once this scene ends, both in the German cut and the uh American cut is the next part where the Debs are back at school. But what ends up happening in the German version of it, it fades out from whenever she calls him a bastard and tries to walk away or whatever or decides to leave. Then it fades into the girls at school and we lose that scene altogether. So it's the next day. The Debs are all back at school, including Lace. And one of the girls, I believe it was Bunny, ends up replacing the teacher's hanky out of his jacket with a pair of cotton panties. And anyone who is a connoisseur of white cotton panties knows right away that little lacy gather up around the top that that you're used to with the elastic band. I'm going to tell you right now, it's the creepiest line you've ever said in the history of this show. (laughs) What, that I'm a a white cotton panty connoisseur? I can spot him in a movie? But you didn't even just say it like that. (laughs) Anyone. (laughs) There was a certain inflection to it. It was fucking creepy. If you like white cotton panties, you'll notice that there's lacy gathering around the edges. It's clearly not a hanky that she's (laughs) stuffing into his uh, coat pocket there. And might I say, that's not a prank, ladies. That's just good neighbors. Yeah, yeah. That was that was horrendous. <laughs> You're welcome. You should you you should just move on. <laughs> I don't want to. I want to keep talking about the beauty. White cotton panties. Oh, yeah. I'm replacing the white cotton panties. But th- th- those three words are like, creepy to me. White, white cotton, cotton panties. panties. Well, you fucking prude. The, get over it. Just with the inflection yeah. that most of you are putting on it. White. Yeah. Uh, cotton. Yeah. Panties. Panties. <laughs> <laughs> Was it bad that I wrote? Um, do you think they're used or clean? Oh. I'm going to say that they're used because we'll get into it, but I'm going to say that they were worn oh. for a little bit. All right. I mean, no, that's gross. <laughs> Damn, you guys are fucked up. 
<laughs> wow. For once, Matt's the prude here, Paul. <laughs> yeah, it's me. They replace the teacher's hanky with some white cotton panties. Lace and Maggie end up meeting up and having a little bit of a chat right there in the middle of class. And that is our next clip. Hey, Maggie. Hey, Lace. Where you been? I figured they put you away. Nah, hammer drop the charges. <laughs> I got scared. <laughs> oh, I got a good setup here. Yeah. You coming in with us? Sounds good to me. All right, class, let's come to order. Today, we will be discussing the principle of laissez-faire, which roughly translated means let each man do what he wants. Harold, if you start that today, I'll... Yeah? Yeah, you what? Hit me? Come on, chicken ass. I'm warning you, Harold! You can, can you? Or you'll lose your job. Come on, plan a nice one right here on the chin. Ought to get about 10 Ds in the slammer. Come on, chicken ass. Is this jerk bothering you, Mr. Clutch? Okay, now we're not going to have any more of that crap today. Okay, Mr. Clutch. You can go on now. Let's hear about that uh, Lacey Fair stuff. Yes, thank you, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so during that clip, we actually see the underwear gag pay off. Now, there's a moment there where the guy's wiping his forehead with the sweat, and the way that the panties fall as he's wiping the forehead with his sweat, I think he gets a knot full of crotch smell oh. from the lower half that he's, he's at. And I think that's mm. when he realizes that, and the, the touch of the panties are different than his hanky. That is so gnarly. Go on. But mm. you can actually see where the waistband kind of drops below his nose a little bit, and I'm thinking mm -hmm. that's probably what happened when he's rubbing it on his face. Face, and he probably looked at it and was like, oh my God, what did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like... Shoving it in his pocket and put, running out of class. Put it in, that, in this bank bank for later. Right, right. The, the look of horror and embarrassment and shock on that guy's face is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that actor plays it off so well. Where's that guy's yeah. Academy Award? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it also looks like Donna's dad, we see later on when they kind of cut away from this scene, has been taking bets on how long girls can stand being burnt with cigarettes. What the fuck? On the fleshy parts of their inner forearms. Ugh. Ugh. And he's using Donut as his source of money to do this. It's fucking shameful. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. That's fucking just horrendous. I mean, like, it's bad enough to do this to just Don't another path. Just another human being in general taking bets on how long they can stand the pain of being burnt by a cigarette between their arm. But, like, the way that I've always seen this kind of contest be done, it's two people with their arms against each other and they drop the cigarette in between them. Yeah. To see how long they can stand it and the person that pulls away first loses. They're not even doing that. They're seeing how long they can hold it between their own arms so both arms are being burnt at the same time. And then they pick mm. Donut, who is clearly not the toughest girl in the entire gang. No. And he's making her do this. Because he's a shithead. Yeah. And we need to talk about Donut for a moment. Okay. That actress is mm. Lenny Bruce's daughter. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Personal hero of both mine and Matt's. Yeah. And to know that his daughter is in this film. Yeah. That's that's cool. And we also need to talk about something else about Donut. What's that? Everybody's calling her fat in this movie. She's no near fat. No, she's fucking gorgeous. She is. She's a voluptuous woman, but yeah. she's not fat. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's just so fucking wrong. Everybody man. calls her fat, man. I want to punch him in the face. Right? And then be like, come on, Donut, get away from these assholes. <laughs> yeah. You come with us. Yeah. I'll buy I'll buy you the double cheeseburger and coleslaw. Oh my god, you can even have mustard. I'll double that cheese. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can afford it because I have a regular job. I'm not ripping people off. Right? You want you want mayonnaise on that burger? You have mayonnaise on that burger. That's fine. I won't judge you for that. And while we're going back to that, she stole the money that was collected from her own mother and then never paid back her mother or helped her brother and sister get fed. Never. Not one bit. That was supposed to be grocery money for the entire week and no, she blows it I, on her gang. There's no real good character in this movie. Eh, donut. The guy, kind yeah, of donut. 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 I'll, I'll give you donut. Yeah. The guy who's running the burger shop is trying to be a good guy. He's trying to be a good guy. There's no yeah. good person in this that doesn't end up being constantly victimized by everybody else around them. That's true. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Alright, so he ends up slapping her whenever she can't hold the cigarette for very long and ends up losing the bet. He ends up saying that this whole thing was for 30 bucks. He's forcing her to mutilate her body and get cigarette burns that probably will not fade away from the inner parts of her forearms so that he can have 30 bucks. It's just fucking shameful. Yes. And when she can't hold it that long, he slaps her in the face and walks away. Oh, I wanted to beat the shit out of him for that. Yeah, the character of Hook, aka Donna's dad, hated him so much. Yes. I know. Every time he's on screen, he causes me physical pain. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And it just gets worse the more the movie goes. He's someone who never got a proper ass whooping in his life. Right. Or needed way more of them yes. than what he got. Something. But he did he didn't have the right amount of ass weapons in his life. <laughs> he either had too many or not enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this ruined that 70s show for me from now on. Oh, if that's bad, you don't ever, ever want to watch the beginning of uh oh god, what was that TV show in the early eighties where Ron Perlman was the like lion looking guy and oh, Linda uh, Hamilton was Beauty in it? and the Beast, wasn't the it? Beauty and the Beast TV show? Yeah. The very first episode of that, yeah. Donna's dad is one of the people that kidnaps her, rapes her and carves up her face and then leaves her to die in the sewer cool. that's in the pilot oh, of the episode whenever they repair her Damn. and then save her life. Yeah, that was horrendous to see that. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Watching it again yeah, right. after you know it's Donna's dad anyway. Yeah. All right. So anyway, yeah. That was a whole fucking sidetrack we didn't need. No, sorry. <laughs> we cut from this to Lace and Maggie see Dom making a deal for the sale of some marijuanas, or so it appears. But it turns out he's just bogarting from somebody else's bag, possibly who he may have just sold that marijuanas to. Yes. They walk over to talk to him after they say, there he is, because she can't open her mouth. <laughs> and that leads to our next clip. Stuff's pretty good. Yeah, why do we have to smoke my bag all the time and not yours? Huh? Hey, baby. Oh, I didn't know you were out. How's Junior, huh? Did he miss me? Oh, you know he did. Been saving him just for you. Well, I guess we'll have to fix him up then, huh? Hey, here comes Mr. Weasel. Mm. Hello, uh, boys. <laughs> uh, may I join you? Depends on what you want. Just a little friendly chat. Give the principal your seat. Give the principal your seat. My, my, you young men are so well organized. You want one? No, I'm trying to cut down. Listen, uh, Dominic, I understand you and this uh, Crabs fellow are on the outs. Yeah, we're going to smoke his ass if you don't quit muscling our territory. I thought we might bury the hatchet. Yeah, right in his marbles. <laughs> Why? Because uh, in the interest of peace, uh, Crabs approached me with certain proposals. Now, wait a minute. He's not in our district. What's he talking to you for? They closed down Lincoln High. Krabs and his boys are being transferred here. And you want us to make a deal? Krabs thinks he should run half the student patrols, which strikes me as eminently reasonable. It does, huh? Why don't you stick your head up my ass? Sir, 
Well, that's your attitude. Perhaps crabs will end up with all the patrols. Go ahead, everybody split. Go ahead, man. I want to think. Later. Quite a guy, huh? Yeah. That gives you a little idea how we run things now. Yeah? <laughs> Later on, I'll take you down to the club. We gotta find you. Good. Jealous? What's it to you? The new one's a real fox, ain't she? Yeah. Why don't you take her off my back? Yeah. Uh, the word's hands off. What do you mean, hands off? Says who? Nothing. Uh, look, I got a split. I'll catch you later. Wait a minute, genius. Let's, uh, let's talk. Uh, who says hands off, dear? I don't believe it. Hook is a liar. Yeah, well, just think what you like. It's your ass, not me. Maggie wouldn't cross me. I gave her a break. Yeah, and she paid you back. She read your letter out loud and everyone laughed. And they're laughing right now every time you turn your back. But why would Maggie do that? Because you got what she wants. Damn it, Lace. Open your eyes. She's nailing your man and everyone's laughing in your face. You're just too blind to see Shut it. Shut up. Maggie's straight and I trust her. What about Dom? You trust him? Figure it out, Lace. Dom drops you and you're finished. You got two dozen hungry females at your back, honey, and each one has a score to settle with you. You take a fall and they're gonna smell your blood. Then others tried that before and I'm still on top. This ain't before. Maggie's now and you're sliding. Maggie's my friend! Do you know what that means? You got any friends, Pat? Hmm? I can't afford any and neither can you. We've got some Shakespeare shit going on right here. This mm-hmm. is essentially a Shakespeare tale, but it's with at-risk inner-city youth in, at the time it was created, yeah. modern times, or a slightly futuristic world where things have gotten even worse. This was made in the 70s, so he's pretty much predicting what's about to happen in the late 80s yeah. <laughs> inner-city schools with the gangs mm-hmm. and everything. It's Othello, man. <laughs> this yeah. is fucking Othello. Yes. With Lace being the character of Othello, so she's kind of the main character again. Yeah, kind of. Right. Sort of. <laughs> Maybe. It's sort of what we have here. He's got so many different elements that he's mixing together and it's Mm. blending together so well with a wonderful smoothie of just many different elements that you feel should not come together. It's a Mm -hmm. movie? A smoothie? A smoothie. We're not, no, we're not coining that. We're not doing that? That will not be a thing. I hope not. Uh, So not a thing. Okay. Thank you, Boz. Yeah, it's been declared. Thanks, Boz. Yeah, we needed that. Thank you. All right, so we cut from this to the Daggers Hangout and Dom's little brother wants money to take his girl, Cherry, to the movies. Nothing implied there at all. Nope. 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 I love the little shortcuts that Jack Hill just does. Dom's mm-hmm. brother, his girl Cherry. Yep. Bad things will happen. Make sure your mom knows where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> Maggie heads in as this is happening, and Dom approaches her for essentially sex, and he does it very ham-fisted and asshole-like, as you would expect somebody like Dom to do. Maggie refuses him, stating she will not double-cross her friend, Lace. And then he states what happens if he cuts Lace loose. She says that he will have to ask her then once Lace is cut loose and then he also asks her what would stop him from quote unquote ripping off what he wants like he did before. Maggie tells him that if he tries it this time they will be picking steel out of his ass all the way to the hospital. You go girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kinda. Now that scene doesn't make any sense at this point if you've seen the German version and the rape scene wasn't intact or at least part of it wasn't there of him forcing his way into the apartment. You have no idea mm. what he's talking about ripping off what he wants like he did before. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's completely lost. And this is the point where I'm like, holy fuck, what version of this movie am I watching? <laughs> That's when I'm like, shit, I got to go back and fix it. So there's a lot of stuff I had to go back through. And I did that earlier today, Matt, when I got home from work, when I'm normally prepping the clips, I got everything yeah. done last night for the clips, went back through the movie in two times speed. Nice. 
twice to make sure that I got all the stuff that I missed, including fixing a clip later on in the movie. Oh, there you go. To put in a scene nice. that got cut out. Good so, job. Yeah. Right. A lot of work for me. Yeah. Movie's fucking worth it, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In my eyes, I don't care what you fucking think. No, I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> Except for that one scene, man. This is a pretty good movie. It still right. bugs me. It, it taints the movie. I won't deny that. I can't defend sure. it. <laughs> That's okay. All right. So both Patch and Lace are watching this interaction between Dom and Maggie. And it's pretty obvious that Dom has the hots for Maggie and is all sweet on her. And that Maggie isn't really pushing advances away. But just like in Othello, if you were to actually pay attention and see what's going on, Maggie is trying her best to be a faithful friend and even be kind to the man that raped her Ugh. because he is the man of her friend and someone who's reached out to be kind to her. Still gross. Yeah, it is. But I mean, yeah. Maggie's doing things kind of the right way, you could say. Kind of. It's hard to deal with the dynamics the way this movie put it together. A lot of gray area here. A lot of gray. But uh -huh. what Maggie's doing is trying to not basically be the other woman and hurt her friend. She doesn't yeah. want to hurt her friend. That's right. the whole thing that she's trying here. But then again, if the guy's going to dump the girl, then she's still hurting her friend. So she's still not good. <laughs> Nobody's good. This is some Jerry yeah. Springer shit. There's a uh, flawed logic there. <laughs> well, if you dump her, then I'm guiltless. <laughs> yes. Patch tells Lace Maggie is moving fast, quote unquote. Lace tells Patch to shut up, and that actually leads to our next clip. All right, everybody shut up and listen. Now, Hook and me made up our minds. Krabs is going to show up Tuesday with his goons at school. I want everybody to be cool. You just do your thing at school, and if you don't interfere, we got no problem. So, uh, what if Krabs ain't cool? My old man, God rest his ass, told me once, son, don't ever let them push you, because once they get you moving, it's awful hard to stop. Yeah, right on. That's it. I got nothing else to say. I do. Most of you already know my friend. Like you to take a good look. Come here, mate. Guess you two already met, huh? Yeah, we already met. Nice to have you around. Me too. Okay, then. Maggie here is now a sister and a member of the Dagger Dub. Anyone object? Wait a minute. I don't object, but uh, she ain't one of us because she pulls a job. Oh, Come on, what'll it be? Just make up all the guys. Hey, knock it off. You best mind your own business, though. Come on. I lost my eye for this gang, remember? We used to be tough. If she's going to be tested, make it a real test. Try me. Okay, Maggie. You bring us the medallion the Krabs wears around his neck. How do you want it wrapped? Okay, so that's a pretty interesting initiation. She's pretty much trying to set her up to get killed here because yep. that's all that fucking Patch wants. And let's right. just let's just state this right now. Patch is jealous and still pissed that Maggie can kick her ass. Patch knows that Maggie's going to take her place, so she keeps making Lace think that Maggie is trying to take her place and thereby proxy have Lace get rid of Maggie as well. Patch, how many times are you going to tell the eye story? Yeah, we know you lost your eye. Okay. Yeah. Jesus, stop milking it. No, this is the only time she actually says that she lost uh, her eye you for can this tell, I bet she tells that story like every goddamn time. <laughs> well, there was the salt in the eye thing, and then she was all like, oh, my good eye. <laughs> yeah. I guess she didn't talk about the missing eye. After this, Maggie heads to the Team 12 outpost that apparently Crab's gang runs or hangs out at. She's dressed in a very simple white dress that has like a floral print on it. And I have to say, uh, she looked rather lovely, like a normal human being. Right? Not some miscreant with thigh-high boots. Not a hooligan. That, yeah. That's right. For the record, I'm into either of these two looks for her. All right, there you go. I'm just saying. 
There you go. Not even my type, both. Joanna Nail. <laughs> Not even my type, but I'm still digging the way she's looking with those thigh high Pretty boots. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. So she asks to see the director at this Teen 12 Outpost. It's like some type of outreach program for at-risk inner city youth, apparently. And it turns out that he is out or on vacation or something like that. So they end up sending her to talk to the acting director, a Mr. Krabitz or Krabich or something along those lines. I couldn't tell which, but that's Krabs. Yeah. So your last name is Krabitz or Krabich. Of course, they're going to call you Krabs. Of course. That's just mm-hmm. the way people are going to treat it's you. It's an unfortunate life you've lived. <laughs> yes. Coincidentally, he also has crabs, so it fits. Mm-hmm. He looks like mm-hmm. a guy who has crabs. He, he also had crabs in his hair, and that's how he ended up with that haircut. Was, uh, <laughs> the crab removal. <laughs> it's the cream he put in there and then just realized he likes the way it styles yeah. his hair. <laughs> yeah. If I keep using it, they won't live here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Crabs is dictating a letter or something like that while his boys are stashing away some M16s. These guys are packing some serious fucking heat. Mm-hmm. They're also packing some serious fucking drugs. Now, I couldn't really tell, but it looks like at one point, Krabs picks up quite the bag of the marijuanas and gives it a little sniff there as he's talking about this letter or doing the dictation for the funding. Yeah, you said dictation. Well, that's what he's doing. He's dictating. Someone yeah. else is typing up what he's writing. Uh, yeah. What are you saying? Uh, <laughs> like a child. I know. You're a very simple man. No. All right. So this is interrupted by Krabs being told Maggie is looking to meet with him. He asks basically about her figure and not not so many words and is told that it is on par uh-huh. in not so many words. The medallion that we were talking about or that Maggie is supposed to be getting is essentially like a bolo tie with a swastika in the middle of it, right? I mean, that's not mm. a medallion. That's not a necklace. It's, it's a, a fucking bolo tie, that's right? A, it's a, what the fuck is that thing? Did you see the pieces of rope that come out the end of it that yeah. looks like you would pull it up that it would be a bolo tie? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a swastika fucking bolo tie. Thanks, man. What that's- the fuck? Fuck! The fuck's wrong with you people? And with a name yeah. like Krabich or Krabitz, yeah. why has he got a swastika? Uh, yeah, it's uh, very confusing. It could be maybe something he got during the war. He looks old enough to have been in World I'm War II. Just, I'm just saying. By the 70s, yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Maybe like he took it off a Nazi <laughs> officer he yeah. killed. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like his trophy. Not that he's like likes the Nazis, but he like, killed one and now it's his trophy. I don't know. I don't know. It, maybe, maybe he just had never seen the symbol related to the war because, you know, I he just, didn't pay attention in school. Fair he says that he failed a bunch of times. I yeah. just don't think anybody should have any, uh, you know, swastika symbols in their possession. There yeah. are a couple instances where it would be okay in the Far East on the temples where they originated from before the Nazis uh, stole them. Yeah, then because it's a symbol them. of like peace and some other yeah. things for that particular religion. Yeah, Maggie ends up pretending to basically have a sister who is on drugs or something like that and acts pretty much like a ditz for a little bit while doing a little talk with Krabs, trying to see or leverage a way that she could maybe get him to take off the medallion. Krabs ends up taking her into his office and grabs her ass on the way through like a fucking dick when she's going through the door. Did you see that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't just grab it. It's like he picks her up by her ass crack. Ugh. It's a little gross. It's like a bowling ball. <laughs> yeah, but where did the third finger go? You don't want to know. No. Yeah. I feel bad for Maggie. Yep. That actually leads to our next <laughs> clip <laughs> well Meg just uh how old is your sister and how big a habit does she have uh dollar watts I guess I better get right to the point Mr. Uh, Kravitz okay. um I lied oh really yeah, well, you see I'm trying to join the dagger devs and the president Dominic said that he'd take me if I delivered a message what message I don't know what it means but he's said for me to tell you that he met with Weasel and that the deal's okay, you can have half, no problem. And I'm the icing. What? And I'm the icing on the deal. You're the icing on the deal. (laughs) 
Well, <laughs> Dominic does have a certain uh, flair. Oh, my rabbit. <laughs> I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so he <laughs> he basically forces Maggie to pop her top whenever she's the quote-unquote icing on the deal. Yeah. And then she asks if he's going to take off her clothes at some point. This clip is from the German version. That's why some of that was taken out. Yeah, I gotcha. And he says no, that he's not going to do it, and that he doesn't have time for that, and then basically pretty much forces her to her knees like, you're going to give me a BJ is what he's getting oh, at. Mm. He undoes her zipper, and she goes in for it, and that's when we hear the background noise of her saying, oh, Mr. Kravitz, I had no idea. <laughs> then she straight up bites him right on his fucking junk from the <laughs> sound of it when he ouch. screams she hurt me she hurt me uh <laughs> i don't feel bad for him in any way shape or i don't form. either i'm just saying ouch yeah. it hurts no. i don't feel bad you, for him Fuck even that. if he wasn't a bad guy i wouldn't feel bad for him getting his dick bit just because of the outfit he was wearing <laughs> god damn <laughs> i mean he deserved wrong. it just for I'm that just <laughs> i'm all for you know being good at fashion but i think that's a bit of a stiff penalty for being bad at it paul <laughs> i'm just saying i'm I don't, i'm not gonna fully disagree with you because all the fashion police over here <laughs> Apparently, do not wear white <laughs> shoes after Labor Day around this guy. No kidding. All right, so she steals the Nazi bolo tie because it's not a fucking medallion, people. It's a bolo tie. No. She rips it right off of his neck after biting his junk and then smashes through a cardboard wall. There's no mincing words on this. It's no, a cardboard wall. It's a cardboard wall. Now, I can see where they did this as a construction to have a separate office to kind of close off the room for this. And it was something that they did in the rec center. But really, it's just a set and they needed her to break through a wall and they chose cardboard and they painted it and it didn't quite work but i'm okay with that i don't care i, I just it, it's fine it's yeah. inner it's inner city poor people you know running a youth center i'm pretty sure they could have cardboard walls and i'm gonna be like yeah i believe that so i don't really care yeah but it's clearly cardboard and it's hilarious it's true but it's still cool it was, to see her bust through it with a chair yeah it was like a low budget kool-aid man oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so she smashes through the cardboard wall and makes her escape after dumping a fucking table onto the guys that are pursuing her and at one point one of the guys kicks the table and it looks like the actress actually got hit by the table coming at her. Ouch. But she continues on her way out and she makes it out of the hideout and then we have a side wipe. Once again, a wonderfully done optical side wipe. Ooh. In a 70s film, they had to pay for that so I'm happy that they did it. Fancy. Even if I don't like the way it looks. <laughs> <laughs> to the dagger's hideout, Maggie comes back with the quote-unquote pendant in hand which is essentially just a bolo tie. She puts it around Dom's neck and it looks very much like Dom is into it when she tries tries to walk away. Dom even grabs her arm. Patch looks at this and says, too lace. Looks like Dom found a new place to park his wheels, baby. Nice. Mm. Donna's dad immediately walks over to lace, thinking that she's now up for grabs, and essentially tickles around her breast with one of his fingers, like a fucking dick pervert when he's not even invited to do that. Not right. And then says something about those stars and iron bars that are cold. So he's hitting on her and making fun of her poem and degrading her all at once. Yeah, that's how you get him. That's fucking gross, Donna's dad. Yeah, come on, Donna's dad. You're better than this. (laughs) No, you're really not in this character. Not in this character, but I mean... Come on, actor who played Donna's dad. We've seen you be a better person than this. You'd be a better person than this. Come on. Then they do (laughs) the first time I've ever seen this, and I haven't seen anybody else do it, a flip wipe, where they (laughs) they flip 
flip the frame around animated. I'm telling you, man, they got inventive. <laughs> I think it was like two for one at the optical printing when Jack Hill was doing the transitions. <laughs> and they do a flip wipe to school the next day. So Donna's dad, a.k.a. Hook, is now selling bunny at five bucks a pop this is fucking disgusting yeah she actually says i'm tired can we not do any more i want to be done i've gone 12 times already is what she said yeah and he says oh we make 20 more bucks and we're fine he's doing at five bucks a pop that's four more times she has to go which is four more times than she asked to even have to on top of the fact that he's prostituting a girl out for five dollars right even with inflation if you try and adjust that yeah it's, it's still fucking gross yeah it's mm-hmm. i mean they're yeah, not cool there are low-end pimps who are looking at it going, no, that's just disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, this Although, is just wrong. A, a part of me kind of was like, man, I wish there was $5 prostitutes when I was in high school. That would have made things a lot easier. <laughs> Good God, man. Have some self-respect. Yeah, well, you know, I was okay. I was a young boy at the time. Okay, okay, let's 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 be honest here. A girl like that, five bucks in high school, you're doing it. Yeah. And yeah. you're spending the three, four hundred dollars in treatments to get rid of whatever diseases you just got afterwards. <laughs> You better use, like, the naked gun full body condom. Yes. I only use the naked gun full body condom. What the hell's a condom? <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Paul, you extra itchy a lot of the times? Um, sometimes. Okay. Hey, Paul, um, quick question. Do you know what a doctor is? <laughs> Um, I think I seen a guy on TV that had a doctor in his name cool, before. Cool, cool. This is what we're going to do, Paul. We're going to make a little phone call for you. All right. We're going to get you a little appointment. It's called okay. a free clinic. At this, okay. Paul, at this point, I think you're more herpes than man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and they cut from this to crab shows up and that leads to our next clip. Hey, Dominic. Hey, look, guys, it's uh, dumb. Dumb and the uh, dumb boys. Getting a little old, ain't you, Krabs? When are you going to graduate? Well, you know, you can never get too much education. Is that especially true in your case, huh? <laughs> By the way, Dom, real nice piece you sent over last night. <laughs> I didn't send over nothing. Oh, no, that's too bad, Dom, because uh, she was really quite a chick. Yeah, right, yeah. Look, we got a rule in this place. You see, nobody carries nothing here except the student patrol. You understand? So if you're carrying anything, you get it out now. Oh, you make me feel really bad, Dom. I mean, when I give my word, I keep it, huh? Ask anybody, right, huh? Right on, man. Ask anybody. I mean, ask our beloved principal, Mr. Weasel. Asking you. You know, Dom, you ought to teach your little brother some manners. Because he's uh, liable to offend somebody. Yeah, what's youth coming to, huh, He's clean. By the way, you haven't seen my medallion, have you, dumb? No, I haven't. Doesn't look anything like this one, does it? Huh? Yeah, something like it. I sure hope you find it, man. Yeah, so do I. Alrighty. After that, Crab's crew pushes through the gang because there's still a lot of animosity going on between these Silver Daggers and are they the Crabs? They never really say what the rival gang's name is. It's just Crabs. Yeah, it's just Crabs. Yeah. So they're the Crabs from here on out when we're talking about the whole of the gang. They're the Crabs. They're the Crabs. Terrible name for a gang. Yes. Still better than the Jezebels. Probably. Yeah. They force their way through the Silver Daggers and once they're in the hall, one of Crab's men 
shows that he smuggled a gun into a hollowed out textbook. This is proof that we have problems with our education system whenever books are being used for this. Yes. Schools can't even afford books, so this is not even, you know, <laughs> this isn't even realistic. Crab scolds him saying Doms is not the ass that they are going to gun down or waste just yet. They're going to pick a different target because he is still fuming about what Dom's little brother did, apparently. They cut from that to after school, Dom's brother is shot down like a dog by Crab's gang, and the girl named Cherry that he was dating is kidnapped and gang raped. Mm, yep. Nope. That happened. That's not good. They side jagged wiped now, where they have like a jagged side wipe. <laughs> It's, it's like this like weird like lightning bolt sort of shape where it kind of goes mm-hmm. in and out and in and out back and forth across the side and then that goes across the side of the screen. Yeah. Again, I'm thinking he had a two for one self with these <laughs> Just, transitions. You know what he's sitting there? He's like, someday, many, many, many years from now, some assholes are going to sit there on a show and talk about these cuts. <laughs> no, he had no idea. I'm seriously so. thinking they had a two for one sale at the optical print. Yeah. And he went nuts because <laughs> he had a little money left over to do it. This is fucking great. It's hard. <laughs> It's something. It's a jagged sidewipe. <laughs> I've not seen that before this movie either. Yeah, the jagged sidewipe to the daggers hangout as Cherry is being cleaned up. Dom arrives, and that leads to our next clip. How's Guido? Uh, he's all right. He lost a lot of blood, but uh, they say he's got a good chance. Did you say anything? Nothing, man. She's freaked out. <laughs> if Crab finds trouble, right, then he's going to get trouble now! And we're gonna give it to him! Let's get him tonight! All of us! Let's bust his ass! What, are you out of your head? This is not some over-the-hill bill collect. We're talking about a game twice our size. No good tonight. Crabs will be waiting for us. Yeah, then what do you suggest, huh? Crabs and his people use the roller rink uptown every Friday night. It's neutral turf, so he'll feel safe. Get him then, with guns. We'll carry them in past the security guards. Sounds good, Dom. Sounds lousy. First of all, we don't know the turf. And anyway, why the hell should we trust Maggie? What does she know about it? I know the turf. I used to live there. What do you think, Lace? Why ask me? Okay, then Friday night. Hook, we gotta talk. You too, Maggie. Bitch. Okay, so after this, Dom and Lace are in bed. They can't seem to get the sex to work because Dom can't get into it. And that leads to our next clip. Something missing. Yeah, what? You. Look, this is me. If you don't like it, then maybe you should find somebody else. I don't want anybody else. Come on. Yeah, I know what you Stop calling me Nicky. The guys are starting to use it. Okay. Hey, Dom. Remember the letter? Remember the surprises that I had for you? Yeah. Well, we're going to have a baby. What? That was a surprise. Wait a minute. I mean, you'd say anything to get your way, wouldn't you? No, it's the truth. I swear it. I had the doc check me when I was in the joint. I have enough on my mind. I got a kid brother dying in some meat hook hospital, and you got to come up with this shit now and dump it on me. It's time we had something to hold us together. I don't even know it's mine, huh? You son of a bitch. And what if it is mine? So what? Uh, you think I'm ready to haul freight in some fucking warehouse for $2 an hour? So you can have a little brat suck on your tit? No thanks, baby. It's our baby. It ain't nothing yet. Everything was great before Maggie came around. It's Maggie, ain't it? She ruined everything. Everything was lousy. You were lousy. The whole fucking gang was lousy. And this whole goddamn place, <laughs> you got knocked up, right? Big deal. Here, you know what to do. Call me when it's over. Don't, don't leave me. If you go, it's gonna turn out bad. <laughs> 
couldn't get it up for her because it was actually consensual sex, and he's not into that. <laughs> Perhaps. I also think that he's just not attracted to her anymore. No, no, he wants the. Yeah, I know. I'm just I think saying. that was a shorthand for yeah. that. Yeah. There's some things in the dialogue here that we also have to unpack. We can actually see that Maggie is a born leader for this type of work, and she's also become hardened by the mm-hmm. things that are happening around her. By association, she is becoming more and more, I don't know how to put it, but like heartless and cruel, enjoying the fact that she has the ability to lead and make these things happen. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like she's okay with what she's doing where because of the way that Lace is reacting and because of the way that Patch is reacting to her, they're kind of pushing her towards this by accusing her constantly of it from afar. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the way that they're treating her and the way that they're reacting. Mm -hmm. Even in the line where he's like, what do you think, Lace, when uh, Dom is asking his girl? And she says, what does it matter what I think? Basically stating you clearly are going to go with what Maggie says anyway. Yeah. Now the reaction Mm -hmm. that Dom has when he finds out that Maggie is pregnant is probably the most wrong thing you can possibly do for the reaction in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it sucks. And Mm -hmm. when she says the line about everything was great until Maggie got here and he's like, everything was lousy. You were lousy. The whole fucking gang was lousy. The guy doesn't even like the people that are keeping him alive. (laughs) He doesn't like anything or anyone. Yeah. He's so Mm -hmm. fucking emo and he's so fucking over everything. Oh my God. Right. He's the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, he hates his own life, so. Well, okay, believe me, I can sympathize with that. I can sympathize with hating yourself. I can sympathize with hating everyone around you and just wanting to get out and not caring. Yeah. But you don't subject everyone else to that kind of fucking misery. No, I mean. And get yourself involved in a relationship. A yeah, he's a total prick because yeah. of this. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can also uh, sympathize with um, being really pissed off that you got somebody pregnant when she was really young, too, because I know from experience. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> you opened the door. Yeah. We're, 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 we're sitting into our psychiatrist Never, chairs right now. Number one, how young? <laughs> Tell me oh, how you feel. No, 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 not like not like underage young. Oh, okay, good, good, like, good. I'm talking about my ex-wife. Oh, so, yeah. But how's that? She going? was. Uh, uh, well, she's my ex-wife, so uh, that that well, I guess it's better now. <laughs> yeah, it's better now. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, maybe uh, things might not have been so bad if I would have offered to pay for something to happen a long time ago that Dom was offering to pay for. Oh. I'm just saying he wasn't really giving her a choice. He's basically telling her she has to go do this though. Yeah, yeah. All right, so after this, Lace sees the bolo tie that is Krabs's quote-unquote medallion, and she gets an idea formulated in her head. She is going to take down Maggie and prove that she ain't shit, and at the same time, she's going to get revenge. It doesn't really take a rocket scientist or someone that knows script writing in and out to know exactly what's going through her head when she looks at the medallion after yelling at Dom, If you go, it's gonna be bad! (laughs) By not opening her mouth in any way, shape, or form. Ugh. Coincidentally, that is like my favorite line in this film, and it gets used a lot. I've heard it in other podcasts. I think yeah. Badass's Boobs and Body Count still uses it in their main theme song. Oh, yeah? That starts the show. Nice. Because yeah. it's a great nice. line delivery. Yeah. Even yeah. if she does it like us, if you go, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> I fucking love it, though. I can't help it. I can't open up my teeth when I talk. That's because she has a horrendous <laughs> overbite. I know. <laughs> Poor girl. Fucking beavers are calling her going, hey, can you, can you chomp on this wood for us? Listen, man, we're trying to build a dam over here. Can you give us a hand? Yeah. Those teeth yeah. look like they could handle it. God damn, get over here. <laughs> All right, they cut from this to the skating rink because, you know, it's the 70s and everybody hangs out at a skating rink. Krabs and his boys seem to already know that the daggers were going to show up and do something. Even Donna's dad, a.k.a. Hook, is a little bit worried and can kind of sense something bad is about to happen. And this isn't just because he's a horrible coward. He just knows.
knows that something isn't right in this situation. As they are skating, the Debs start using their belts slash chain things that go across their shirts to trip up Krabs and his men, and then a brawl breaks out. Krabs' boys end up pulling up machine guns and decide to unload on all of the fucking people on the floor, whether they are gang members or not. Jesus. This is so fucking violent. Yes. Yeah. The first time I saw this, I was not prepared for that when they all pop up with the machine guns, and I remember saying to myself, holy fucking shit. (laughs) And when I still watch it, it's like that part of my memory just doesn't want to believe that this is about to yeah. happen and then i see it and then they start firing oh randomly into the crowd insane it's mm-hmm. it feels like real gang violence yeah like they're just filming something that actually fucking happened That's like a documentary that right. just went wrong right jack hill films it really well like that you're like what the fuck man yeah and with the yeah. with the tone of this movie where it's kind of up and down and it's kind of whimsical for some parts then it gets really fucking dark it plunges to a depth that it never comes back up out of and it no. just keeps getting darker from here yeah and i love right. it for that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right, so Maggie heads over to talk to Dom while there's crossfires going everywhere. Who says that they were set up? The crossfire alone, like they're shooting at everybody. Even the guys that are shooting at the people with the machine guns are just shooting in whatever direction yeah, that they might be. Boom, boom. Without even any concern about the people that are out in the middle of the floor. And people are trying to skate away. They're falling all over each other. Yeah. The chaos in this scene is filmed so well. Yeah. We get these shots where they're jumping back and forth where you see the different sides shooting at each other and then the people running away that heighten the reality of what's going on and then we see some of the guys are jumping over the railing and there's people that are trying to dive over the railing and then the walls to lock off and separate the skating rink area with the rest of the like where you get food or you know take your fucking skates off and put on regular shoes just to get out of the way and try and get to safety Krabs ends up on the floor with a sawed off shotgun and he blasts Dominic with the double barrel shotgun right to the chest before he can get another shot off Maggie comes by and wraps it up with a chain that she uses like a whip and pulls the gun into the air so the shot goes off straight up into the ceiling. Then Lace goes after Krabs like a maniac who smacks her in the stomach with the gun after we know that she's pregnant. Then when she's on the ground, he kicks her square in the stomach again with his fucking skate. What a dick. And hard. Yep. She can't move. She's coughing and we know what's happening. The movie really doesn't need to telegraph it from just those two hits. You know what's going to happen. Right. Patch and Maggie rush to Lace's side. Cops are coming and they need to get out. From the looks of it, Dominic is pretty much on his last leg if he's not dead. Either the actor can't fucking hold still and stop breathing for a couple of seconds in the shot, yeah. or those are his last gasps from getting shot in the chest with a shotgun. Yeah, that was pretty hardcore. He's bleeding red temper pain. He's about to die. Yeah, right. Lace has to be dragged out screaming Nikki the entire time, and they dissolve from this to our next clip. Lace. Gee, thanks, guys. It's real cute. That's nothing. We just wanted to cheer you up. Would have been nice for the baby. We didn't know about the kid, Lace. Yeah, nobody knew. Me and Dom were gonna tell pretty soon. He was so proud, you know, making big plans about getting married and everything. Can you imagine that? I mean, ain't that crazy? I probably would have got rid of it. I mean, can you see me having a kid, hanging around some dumb house, doing housework and dishes and diapers? No, don't talk about it, Lace. Lace, I love Dom, too. We all did. I know the roller rink was my idea. I'm really sorry. Things went wrong the way they did nobody blames you mag <laughs> we gotta get back the guys want to know how you are better get some sleep huh we miss you late i'll uh send patch along a minute i gotta give her a list of stuff i need thank you see you Bye. she misses me what's the matter with you it was supposed to get her right? what do you mean he- 
Tom Crabs about the roller rink. What could I do? He was treating me like a little gutter cat. It was all because of her. Just like you said. Every time I touched her, I smell her stinking perfume. Stop it now. You just stop it. You're going to let her take it off from you. You're going to act like the lace I know. Just pull yourself together, girl, and start thinking how you're going to pay that bitch back. Did you forget you ever saw crabs? You understand? Okay. Hey, Cupcake, I want to talk to you for a minute. Look, I don't know nothing. I didn't do nothing, all right? Hey, look, you think those hoods are going to stick up for a little fat squirt like you? Wise up. And maybe she'd remember on her way downtown. You heard her. She don't know nothing. So unless you uh, got probable cause, keep your hands off my friend, huh? And a couple of gangs beat up some innocent people at the roller rink the other night. We don't like that to happen. It don't reflect well on us. Hey, Bonnie, you seen any gangs around here lately? Gangs? No. Uh, seen a couple of stray pigs rooting around. <laughs> yeah, laugh it up, smart mouth. Your turn will come. Well, get something straight, honey. I don't care if you blow each other's guts out. Hell, I'm glad you saved me the trouble. But somebody clean gets hurt, and I'll squash it. You understand? Come on, Donut. It's beginning to stink around here. I've had it. We sit around here any longer, and we'll have to crawl back to school. Crabs has taken over, and nobody is lifting a finger to stop him. Half our guys are still out of commission. Look, the cops are on to us now. They're going to be watching. Yeah, that's all they'll be doing. As long as it ain't their throats that get cut. Look, the time ain't right. we got to lay low. Look, at I am fed up with waiting. We got our asses whipped last time. I don't want to go back for seconds. Yeah, it was your crazy plan, Maggie. We had a chance. If you'd have stuck around and fought, the only one of you guys that had a backbone was Dom, and you left him to die. Shut up, I've heard enough! Will you tell him what to do, Greasehead? Look! Dominic is gone, and I'm taking charge. I get the right. We want Maggie. Yeah, we want Maggie. Shut up and sit down. You're a chicken. Say it! I'm... I'm chicken. I'm a big, fat, yellow chicken. I'm a big, fat, yellow chicken. I ain't following no chicken. I ain't following no broad. Then hit the road. Come on, Bunny, let's go. Not this time, Cripple Dick. God damn it, Bunny, I told you never to call me that. It ain't true. Come on, Hook. Everybody knows you're cranking Hook a tuna. <laughs> Are you coming or not? Shove off. So with this, the ladies kick the hell out of the men and kick them out of the fucking gang and take over their entire turf. And Patch talks trash the entire time about this because she says they've lost half of their muscle in the process. Maggie doesn't even miss a beat and completely shines her on and doesn't even care and declares that they are going to be known as the Jezebels, as she points out, because she looked up the word Jezebel in the dictionary yeah. and decided that it defined them because they're, you know, amoral, impudent women or something along those lines. Still a fucking terrible name. Yes. <laughs> Patch talks further shit and says that the name will scare crabs to death. Kind of agree with Patch. This is the first thing she said that yeah. actually made sense and was yeah, right. I mean, she's so. right. Fucking lame name. And then asks <laughs> if Maggie has another plan. She says she does and takes both Donut and Bunny across town to the police station, which is number seven. That is completely abandoned. There is a little sign that says moved to 110th Street or moved HQ to 110th Street and then spray painted. It says on account of getting your ass kicked pigs. Fucking awesome. Fucking brilliant. Love that <laughs> shit. Now also, in the clip we actually heard the part where the cops pull up and are talking to Bunny and they're trying to get her to talk and flip where they're trying mm -hmm. to use her as a weak point. That whole sequence at the closed down burger stand which is even spray painted on there that they had to close due to punks and cops or something like yeah. that. You couldn't really see what was going on but their hangout is closed down because they even ruined that. That's what the youth crime has done because they refuse to pay for shit. Yep, That's right. a very prescient thing. Yeah, I couldn't get the thing from the, the, the 
the bank and yeah. give him a loan. Ruined his business and they wouldn't yep. pay for their shit, so there you go. Yep. But that whole sequence where the cops pull up is gone in the German version. Oh, I think really? they took that for time more than anything, not content. So what it is is the hospital where Lace is uh, bitching and moaning about Maggie. It cuts from that directly to Maggie taking over the gang. Yeah. Right from there. That's what it ends up doing in the German version. Oh, Jesus. I think you kind of need the part where the cops come in and talk. Even though they got it completely wrong, they say that people got beat up that were innocent. Yeah, I know. People got fucking shot up. Yeah. Yeah. I was dead. laughing at that during the movie when they're like, uh, you know, a bunch of gang members got beat up by other gang members. And I'm like, you have a very strange definition of beat up. My only thought is they probably filmed this part before the actual shootout. And then they got some money together to do the shootout instead of it just being fisticuffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sure, you know, sure. or being the chain fight and everything like that. They probably beefed it up and then they didn't go back in and they didn't punch right. in the dialogue where, yeah, a bunch of innocent people got shot up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of innocent people got shot, shot up. I guess some night. people got beat up too. Well, yeah, it so. did happen. Innocent people got yeah. hit too, but a lot of people got shot up. Yeah. yeah. They got to shoot them up. All yeah. right. So while they're at the precinct, the trio looks for a way into the abandoned building, trying various boards and things like that. They get held at gunpoint in the alleyway. After I think it was was it Bunny or Donut? I can't remember which one said this. Maybe this isn't such a good idea, Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> like we're going into an alleyway by an abandoned police station. Maybe this isn't a good idea. Ah, fuck it. Let's do it. You think? <laughs> right. <laughs> what the fuck? We're gamblers. Let's go. Yeah. So they're held at gunpoint, and then they are ushered inside and led into a room that has what I'm going to just refer to as yet another Jack Hill analog for this time an all female Black Panther group. Yeah. Now, the main leader, I think her name is Muff. That person should have been Pam Greer. Yes. This would have been mm -hmm. the ultimate and best fucking Jack Hill movie hands thing down, ever. besides just being mm -hmm. my favorite, because they put Pam Greer in it. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't. Yeah. No. So we're left with what could have been. Yeah, but if you're like me, and you have a really overactive imagination, and you just picture it's Pam Greer the entire time. It works. Oh, it works for me. <laughs> it works for me hardcore. They are taken to the leader, Muff, and that leads to our next clip. Yeah. Look at here. I thought it was you, Maggie. Hello, Mom. It's been a long time. Oh, too long. You'll have to uh, excuse my girls, but outsiders are not welcome here. Even the cops split. Move to a healthier climate, as they say. Nice layout. Yeah. So what do you want? We need some help. Me and my girls here were the Dagger Debs, and now we're the Jezebels. No men. Cowards. We kicked them out. Good. <laughs> Now that's real good. You know, sooner or later, every woman's bound to find out. The only thing a man's got below his belt is clay feet. Come on, let's talk about it. These are my girls, Toby, Java, Cheryl, Hinch. We got kind of a political discussion group going. You know what I mean. Yeah. You know how to read? Oh, you're into some heavy stuff. Political power grows out of the barrel of a gun. Dig? Yeah, we dig. Well, that's science, but they don't teach it in the school. They will when we run them. Now some people are leaning on us pretty bad. Mao says don't waste time on personal grudges. Yeah, what's in it for us? You need guns? We can always use more. Well, this guy's got an arsenal. And who might that be? The one they call Crab. That capitalist gangster. Well, why didn't you say so? Yeah, we know him. That bastard drives around in his teen post truck like he's giving away free food to the poor. Meanwhile, he's dealing dope on the side. Yeah, he gets little kids hooked on those vitamin pills he's pushing so he can lay some smack on them later. Yeah, we're in. For old times sake. <laughs> I'm really gonna enjoy this. He's well organized, Muff. It won't be easy. Yeah? 
Well, we got a surprise for old Prep. A great big motherfucking surprise. Like what? You'll see. Right now, it's training time. I'm going to scrounge up a couple of M16s, courtesy of the National Guard. Where do you know her from? He used to go with her brother once, till the cops offed him. Okay, where is that story for Maggie? That's what I yeah. want to see, right? Mm-hmm. She used to date this lady's brother, yep. and the cops offed him, and so she's out for revenge, and Maggie works with this group, and they take over the fucking precinct of the cops who off this lady's brother. Yeah. Switchblade yeah. Sisters, Maggie's origin. Yes. Where's that yeah. fucking movie? I mean, you'll have to get a whole bunch of different actors to act in it now. But. Well, yeah, I don't even yeah. give a fuck, but yeah. that's a great fucking story. It would be, yeah. Mostly because they we could get do, to- a, uh, do a prequel call it Switchblade Sister. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie Stale, a switchblade sister. They cut from this to Lace and Patch arrive at the precinct and argue over how to deal with Maggie, aka kill her, for taking over. The Jezebels are all training up on how to shoot rifles, and Maggie and the leader of the Panther group, Muff, plan out a proper attack. Everyone is super happy to see Lace because she's back from the hospital. She gives a giant motivational speech about how she's in charge and everybody works for her. It was really kind of not doing anything other than to kind of amp people up for a moment. She tries to get the girls all worked up, and it does work. Then Maggie drops a bombshell on her, and that is our next clip. They're looking good, Meg. You can count on them, Lace. But I got a favor to ask you. I want crabs alive. Oh, yeah? Why? Dominic's dead because somebody tipped crabs off about the roller rink. And I'm going to find out who. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea, Meg. Yeah. Come on, Maggie. We got things to do, ma'am. We got a lot of work to do. You heard. She's not going to stop till we're screwed. We got to take care of her now. Yeah, I guess so. Be sad if uh, Maggie had an accident tomorrow with all those bullets flying around. Yeah, you just make damn sure you don't miss. Okay, so the next day at the food truck that they were talking about that Crab's men run, and how fucked is that? You get people used to coming to trust you for food when they're kids, Yeah, and then you start selling them drugs. Ugh. Ugh. Brilliant fucking plan. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's a business model that we can all get behind. It's Capitalism! Sus- it's sustainable. And I love how they even right. say that, that capitalist fucking pig or yeah. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he is the ultimate capitalist, because that's what a drug dealer is, particularly one that is going to pawn off drugs that are definitely addictive, Specifically to keep you coming back. Yeah. Like yeah. opioids <laughs> and big pharma. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Fucking love Oxycontin. <laughs> <laughs> well, who doesn't? That's the problem, Matt. <laughs> now here, smoke this crack pipe. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the guys are talking about getting the drugs out of the way because I guess somebody's coming and they're not going to be selling it today or something like that. The Jezebels dump all the food after starting a little bit of a ruckus. They basically knock the tables over and then they start wrecking the shit out of the truck. By doing this, this brings out crabs and his goons and all of the Black Panther girls are there with the M16s. They start opening fire. An amazing fucking firefight commences. This is like urban fucking warfare. Badass, mm-hmm. man. This is like Death Wish 3 before you got Death Wish 3, man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, as if the fucking roller rink shootout wasn't enough, no. you get full-on urban warfare. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. You got fucking M16s that are blowing people away with them. Right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Lace tosses a Molotov cocktail after yelling through her teeth for everyone to get out of the way. She looks like she has never handled anything like this before in no. her entire life. Never. Yeah. She then <laughs> lights it finally and then throws it at the truck. Kind of overhanded, but it doesn't look quite right. She looks completely <laughs> uncomfortable doing this. Yes. Robbie Lee 
right. was really out of her element for this shot. <laughs> <laughs> but the truck catches on fire and goes up in a glorious fucking explosion, and we're all happy about that. Yes. Crab's men all run into their youth center thing and start loading up on the guns as the Jezebels meet up behind a, look like a van of some sort, and they all start loading up on the guns too. Then the Panther group of ladies actually have a full-on armor plated fucking car hardcore hardcore armor plated car with like what looked like an m60 coming out of the top being fired by the main lady yeah <laughs> how fucking hot would it have been if that was pam greer it would have been way hot oh my god yeah. just firing that gun like crazy super hot i would i'm just finished uh -huh. thinking that that could have existed also <laughs> 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 oh, hot dude anyway they have like a little x's cut out so they can see through the middle of these metal plates and they lower them on the front windshield so they can move around and see better but then as soon as they get into the war zone area they pull those up and then on one side an m16 comes out on the passenger side while the driver's driving through and then the muff lady comes out through the top with an m60 and they're just running around picking guys off from this armored car it's so incredible they should have just followed that armored car around pretty like, much for the rest mm -hmm. of this sequence that's what i would have done yeah, sure it's fucking amazing they paid for the fucking thing they might as well have used it right yeah <laughs> i even wrote this in my notes i fucking love this gang fight shootout right <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like really big letters. <laughs> All right. So Lace almost shoots Maggie from afar when they notice her, but then doesn't. She kind of hesitates. Patch tells her that it is time. It has to happen now. They have no other opportunity. Krabs runs out of bullets and is noticed when he tries to run off by Maggie, who tails him when he goes to hide. He ends up running down a stairwell to like a basement apartment or a basement doorway that doesn't open up for him. And when he goes to run up the stairwell, Maggie is there holding on him with a gun. They're basically all three of them patch maggie and lace are all above crabs and they're basically trying to decide what to do with him and maggie wants to take him along for custody and she's getting ready to basically interrogate him to find out who told him about where they were going to be and what they were going to pull with the roller rink that ended up getting dom killed but before maggie can actually get anything out of him he gets taken out by patch who just fucking shoots him and the entire time behind her back <laughs> fucking lace has got a gun trained on maggie yeah trying to get the courage to fucking shoot her but she can't do it <laughs> she bitched out yeah, right yeah, yeah. right it looks like she's about to get the courage and she's got it pulled up and i think even maggie becomes aware of this about to happen just as the armored car pulls up and tells maggie that they need to get the hell out of there because the cops are coming in and then that's when it looks like maggie knew she almost got killed right there yeah they fade from that to black and then fade into a cake to celebrate the death of crabs and his rival gang no i'm not fucking kidding they baked a cake <laughs> for this. Girls, man, they're going to own the fucking world. Yeah, pretty much. That's, right. <laughs> that's that's a hell of a bakery. They, they even right. frosted the word Jezebels on it. Yeah. And uh -huh. at this point, I'm kind of like, okay, the name on the cake is winning me over, ladies. Yeah. I think I get it now. <laughs> I don't. Everything is easier to take when it's written on a cake. <laughs> like, by the way, I aborted your little brother. Yeah. God, You're like, damn. oh, well, at least I have a cake. Yeah. You can you can cry yourself to sleep at night with your cake. Yes. Mm -hmm. Coincidentally, the cake that you would write that on, devil's food. <laughs> <laughs> Red velvet. Well, that's just basically chocolate with uh, red food. I see what you're doing there. Yeah. Ah. And sometimes they put in too much red food coloring so when it comes out, it looks like you did have an abortion. Oh. <laughs> Try not to think about that the next time you eat red velvet, kids. I won't. That's right. But I'm fat, so I'm just going to eat anyway. <laughs> you eat red velvet. There's not, a, there's not a lot of thinking when I'm eating. No. <laughs> that much is clear. <laughs> Both sides of this table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The entire time that this is happening, Maggie is staring holes through Patch because she knows Patch purposely shot 
Scott Krabs to cover up what was going on. And Lace is all in the back morose and listening to the Smiths and trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with her life and staring at pictures of her and Dom from a photo booth. She's definitely lost her nerve. She doesn't have this shit anymore. She's at her last leg and she's pretty much ready to give up from the looks of things. Patch states that Maggie is setting her up for a fall and something bad is about to happen tonight, but she is not going down alone. Maggie is not going to take just Patch out. She's going to take Lace with her. Lace then tries to throw her weight around with Donut by forcing her to get her a beer. Donut does not respond at first, saying that she was getting a beer for Maggie, in which case Lace fucking full-on hits her straight in the face, and then Donut says, okay, I guess you can have this beer, even though it was meant for Maggie, and hands it to her. Everyone in the entire gang seems to be not very cool with this anymore. They're looking at Lace like, what the fuck? Then Lace goes to confront Maggie in our penultimate clip. Hey, Hero, why so glum? Just thinking about something. Yeah? What? Patch didn't shoot uh, crabs by mistake. She had another reason. Such as? I don't know. Do you? Hey, listen up, everybody. I got a surprise for you. Me and Maggie here have been through a lot of scrapes in the past few weeks, and uh, she's mean, and she's tough, and she's bad. And each of us owe her something in our own special way. Me? I owe her more than any of you. And that's why I have this surprise that I just found out about for sure last night. Our own little Maggie here is a fucking traitor! Okay, we saw this coming. They're going to try and blame somebody else. This is a very Republican president technique right here. Look at the other guy. Not me, not me. Yeah, it also reminds me of my teenage daughter. <laughs> <laughs> the whataboutism that they're trying to pull here? <laughs> the uh, nothing is my fault. Someone else did everything. So Yeah, that sounds about right for just about anybody in the teenage years, particularly yeah. daughters. Yeah, or Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Which are pretty much teenage girls, regardless of any age or gender. <laughs> yeah. <Kinda. laughs> right. With this... This Patch and Lace try to pawn off all of the guild and lay it on Maggie's feet, saying that it's all Maggie's fault, that she's the one that got Krabs gang to know what was going on and basically got Dom killed at the roller rink. And Lace even tries to intimidate poor Donut into backing them up. I just wanted to give Donut a hug after this scene. Uh, Kinda, yeah. You poor girl. They're always so mean to her. Has nothing to do with the fact that I know that it's Lenny Bruce's daughter and I really want to know what the fuck was going on in that family. (laughs) Nothing to do with that at all. Nothing to do with that. <laughs> no, I really feel for her character, and I think she does a really good job in that. Regardless mm-hmm. of the fact of my feelings of the fact that she is Lenny Bruce's daughter. <laughs> right. They try to get Donut to back them up, which she ends up caving because she's kind of callow and weak-willed and doesn't know what else to do. Perfect mm-hmm. fit for a gang, if you ask me. She lies very badly about this, too, where she's like, yeah, I think I kind of remember that. Don't hit me again, please. It's basically what she <laughs> says. Yeah. Maggie confronts them, asking why Lace, why would you do it, as Lace starts to burn her in the belly button with a fucking lit cigarette. They're basically saying that they're going to interrogate her. This shit made me wince. I'm not too proud to admit it. In the German cut, they cut it down a little bit where they rip up the shirt and then they drop the cigarette in. In the American cut, it's left in there for a while to the point where you're like, oh God, just get the cigarette out of there, please. Especially when they go in close and you see it smoking up out of her belly button, like through the back part of the filter that was removed. It's so fucking gross and brutal, man. Uh Bunny steps in to stop that shit because Bunny's now our fucking enforcer apparently Bunny tells 
Lace, she is out and this is over with. Lace pulls out her switchblade and gets all of the other girls in the gang to back off. She demands a sort of trial by combat, basically saying, who's going to kick me out? Which one of you wants to take me on? None of the other girls seem to want to take her up on this. So Maggie steps up saying that she will fight her. Lace confesses she got Dom killed out of jealousy and basically says that if she had it to do it again, she would rather see him dead than be with Maggie. And Maggie tells her, she didn't even want Dom. This starts a terrific fucking knife fight. Now, I can't really go into detail about it because they do a lot of cutting around and the stuff in the German cut is definitely cut down, but I wrote the notes from memory and then went back and verified them. So Nice. <laughs> yeah, I love this fight. There's basically a bit of a dynamic where they each have a coat in each hand and they're trying to get the knife or to block the knife from being able to stab them and then they'll lunge with the knife or they'll do a swipe with the one arm and then the other person will try and block with the coat and get the coat to pull the knife out of the hand or get it to where it's caught in the code and disarm the other person. There's a lot of back and forth like this where they keep going back and at some point they do start sticking each other and cutting each other and that's when the carnage really starts to get into play. During the knife fight though, they cut away to show that there's cops converging on the outside. They know that there's a fight going on and they don't care. They want to wait until someone actually dies from this so that they will quote unquote have a charge that sticks this time. Policemen in action folks. <laughs> Maggie gets her face sliced up pretty good during this fight because while Lace may be a piece of shit, she actually knows how to fight. And at one point Patch seems to be licking her lips like she is turned on by this when Maggie's getting cut up. Patch has some serious issues, man. Right? <laughs> he seems like a girl I could hang out with. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so when they get to the fight, they're in sort of a back room. They go fighting through the boxes and stuff. And then at one point, the fight goes to silhouette. And this was really ingenious the way that they filmed it. Now, the German print of the Blu-ray cuts this out pretty much entirely. You see a couple of bits of fighting in the silhouette where they're kicking at each other and then the one falls down and that's it. But what ends up happening in the actual fight, Maggie gets splashed a few more times across the face from what you can see in the silhouette and looks like in the arms and stuff like that. She gets a good kick in on Lace. Lace goes down, lands against a steam pipe. She goes in and gets Maggie one more time with a slash. Maggie hits her again and then when uh, Lace comes in to lunge, Maggie ends up stabbing her square in the throat. Yes. And that looks so fucking good the way she's just holding her there with a knife in her throat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You would think in silhouette it wouldn't be a problem that you would have to cut that out for violence. I don't understand why they did that. Uh, just, you know. But I don't know their censorship laws, so I'm not going to yeah, comment. I, sure. I didn't think that that was anything that needed to be cut out, but I understand. I, I don't really understand their stuff, so whatever. She stabs her square in the fucking throat and then holds the knife there for a second. It's like a good, like, hot second that they're just standing there with the knife in her throat. And you almost wanted to, like, have them cut in to see the shock on Lace's face and then cut to Maggie, like, looking, like, really determined and pissed. Yeah. And then cut back to the silhouette where they pull the knife away. That would have been pretty cool. That would have been awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But anyway, not telling Jack Hill how to make a fucking film that I love. Just something that popped yeah. into my head there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the throat wound is exposed and then Lace's shadow falls down and then Maggie comes out from around that when the fight is over with. Patch runs over to check on a very dead Lace who is very much a corpse. The cops roll in at the opportune moment because somebody finally fucking died and they're going to arrest all of the Jezebels. This ends up with our ultimate clip. The police, throw down your weapons and put your hands above your head. Keep away from the body. This time it's murder, honey. You play by my rules. You're nobody now. We're the Jezebels. Stop that. so. Stop it. I thought there were no gangs around here. What about you? Jezebels. And you? Jezebel. Jezebels. Jezebels. 
Jezebel! Jezebel! What about you? She ain't with us. Sure I am. I always been. I don't know her. That's right, don't know her. No, she's not one of... Never seen her before. She ain't one of us. Okay, Jezebel. Let me give you some advice. No, let me give you some advice, cop. You can beat us, chain us, lock us up. But we're gonna be back! Understand? And when we do, cop, you better keep your ass off our turf. Or we'll blow it up! You dig? Get the bell, cop. Remember that name. We'll be back! Fuck yes. <laughs> Roll credits. All right, I know that that might be a little over the top and it might be corny to some people, but when she's giving that speech, I'm on my feet. I'm fucking pumping my fists in the air. I'm like, fuck yeah! Are you fuck the man! The yes. <laughs> yeah, all appendages are standing upright, <laughs> are fully erect, and are fucking freaking out. Even my beard becomes sentient and starts pumping through the air as well, man. I'm like a fucking anime character. I'm charging up with, like, ions. I'm like, <laughs> I love that fucking speech. That is the shit. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of like the uh, the final form, right? She's all the way she's all the way turned up now. Yeah, she's full on hardcore gangster for life. This is who she's going to be. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, something tells me Maggie's going to form her own like parallel group. That's like the Black Panther group that she's with, and they're going to do some work where they're taking on not only the police but also drug dealers in their neighborhood, and they're going to basically take it back and have their own society that they form. Yeah, right, including their own schools just like the Black Panther group was planning and talking about. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, so I'm going to gush about this movie no matter what, but I'm going to just give the floor to Paul, who did pick it out of the stack this week. Any particular reason why or anything that you'd have to say right now about the film? Picking the movie was purely just uh, by by title. Uh, when you sent me the list of, I don't know, 30 to 50 choices that I had of uh, which movie to pick for the show, um, I don't know, it just sort of jumped out at me. And uh, then when I, I, I just kind of scanned and looked it up on IMDb and said, oh, that sounds cool, so purely just coincidence that it happened to be a movie that you loved which I guess it was something you bought so it makes sense that you loved it Uh, oh, I, no, I, I purchase things that I hate and I also blind buy things because of the title. Yeah, so the reason I true. got Switchblade Sisters in the first place is because of the fucking title, dude. So I right. totally get what you're going for there. <laughs> but no, I loved it. Um, I I like a lot of these uh, 70s and 80s uh, kind of exploitation and action movies. Uh, you know, it is tough to get over some of the, the disappointing actions of the way that men are in the movies and the misogyny and rape and racism and all that kind of stuff is definitely a bummer because it's a sign of the way that things were but you know all in all it makes for great movies you know as a whole as a whole piece or a whole bunch of pieces put together so uh, no I loved it I was glad that it ended up being something that was really cool for everyone so yeah it's uh, definitely a film where I'm pretty sure that you come in for the title and then you get a bunch of stuff loaded on you and the more I watch it the more little things start to pop out for me and mm-hmm. the, the social commentary stuff that is actually in the film and the very pro-feminist message that ends up happening I'm I'm not going to lie. I mean, like, I look for that kind of stuff, but I never gave two shits about any of that in there. I purely watched this on an exploitation, all-girl gang, kicking ass and taking names level every Mm -hmm. fucking time I watched this movie for the longest time until I did Mm -hmm. the review for it, and I was like, okay, time to put the analytical glasses on and start looking at it. Yeah. And that's one of the things I like about doing this show is I force myself to examine the entertainment that I enjoy and see what it is that's going on on a different level than me just 
just enjoying it. And Absolutely. I'm not going to lie, Paul. I was nervous about doing it about this film because I'm like, can I be objective and can I really admit the faults that are in this film? Because that shit is hard to get over that, what you're mentioning there. And yeah. one of the things that it really helps me to kind of get through this stuff, and I don't know if you can apply this filter for yourself, the fact that rape offends you so much in film is a sign that you are a normal, functioning, healthy human being. That yeah. sort of thing should make you feel uncomfortable. That's, you should not <laughs> be enjoying it. Like we say, if it doesn't bother you, then maybe you have to ask a question about yourself. Even, yeah. <laughs> even if you're doing this on a fantasy level and you're telling yourself, oh, I only like it when it's not real and it's just in movies, Yeah, mm-hmm. you need to kind of examine yourself and look at why you like it that way. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, why do you like yeah, a, yeah. Even a fantasized violence against women? Why do you like it? Or just sure. fucking unconsensual, like non-consensual sex. It's well, forced sex in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. all, all of the forced sex is violence against yeah. a woman. You know, that's what sure. I'm saying. Violence against the person that's being, being victimized. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, because, yeah, yeah you would. Whichever scene, it's still violence against that person who's yeah, being, absolutely. who's having the sex forced onto him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not comfortable. Not in any no, way, shape, no. or form. And it's something you have to deal with in this film, and it's not comfortable to sit through. That's no, it's for not, sure. not a good time. Yeah. No. But I, I do love the movies like uh, like Death Wish, you know, was mentioned before. I, I like those kind of movies where it has that tear you down to nothing and then build yourself back up. So it's it's acceptable when it's used in a way where it doesn't completely kill the movie. I think some of the Death Wish movies basically put those in there just because it was in the first movie and they just followed the pattern. Yeah. Then it also might have something to do with the fact that, you know, the guy who directed a lot of the sequels was a pretty twisted dude. You can learn more about that in the Canon Films documentary. I won't go into that. Really? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And Matt can actually tell the story about how I played this on a double feature on my birthday. Yes. I played this film, Switchblade Sisters, and followed it up with Savage Streets. No one had fun at that party and they all hated me for it. No, yeah. We... we, we, we wanted him dead. <laughs> there was a lot of brutality and rape in Savage Streets. We were hoping that was the last birthday. It was getting really hard to get over for a lot of people and they were really <laughs> pissed at me. At one point a friend looked me square in the face and said, well, happy fucking birthday, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never seen that one, but... Uh, I I'll, do not I'll recommend st- Savage Streets for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll steer, I'll steer clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or at least there's going to be a part that you're going to need to just completely skip and know something horrible happens. So there's that. <laughs> right. All right. So but, um, I think we can fit in a quick news story if we make it real quick, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Sure. All right, awesome. So we're going to take a little break here. We'll play a promo for another podcast. We'll have a little bit of music, and when we come back, we will have the fucking die-op news. My life fades. The vision dims. All that remains are memories. I remember a time of chaos. Ruined dreams. Wasted land. But most of all, I remember the podcasts. The man we called Witch. To understand who he was, you have to go back to another time. A time when the doomsday clock ticked ever closer to Armageddon. You can still find the Witch versus the Doomsday Clock podcast by searching for WYCH on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Memories may decline, but movies live forever. Switchblade.
Yeah, I know. I'm a mark for this kind of garage 50s spells, <laughs> rock and roll and 60s <laughs> rock and roll. I can't fucking help it. Besides, it's a song called Switchblade. Well, how much more perfect could it be? Exactly. There's no Switchblade <laughs> Sisters songs, although there's I think a, anybody's mad at you here. I think there's a band called Switchblade Sisters, but I wasn't really feeling the music for this episode. So. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I am feeling, though, Matt? What's that? Give me some PSYOP news. Island bill would charge residents twenty dollars to unblock porn in offensive content. I got Botox in my scrotum. Is that some of the offensive content? I would think so. Why the <laughs> fuck are you blocking porn? Fox News reports a new bill aims to charge Rhode Island residents a one-off twenty-dollar fee to access sexually explicit content online. Fuck! And- I'm not happy about this. It imposed stringent rules at internet providers that do not comply with the law. I think that's going in the spank bank. Two state (laughs) Democrats, Senator Frank, I have no idea how to spell that last name. I'm a homosexual. Is that his last name? Yeah, probably. It's Senator... I'm a homosexual. Yes. Really? And (laughs) Senator Hannah Gallo introduced a bill on Thursday that would mandate internet providers to block sexual content and gently offensive material, the province journal reported. Consumers will be able to lift the block, but only... Only if they pay a fee of twenty dollars. America is a bunch of cunts. The twenty <laughs> bucks just to be able to get porn. Yeah, is that per year, per month? I think it's just a one-time uh, fee per incident. The fees would be collected by the state government and would go to the state's treasurer and fund the operations of the council on human trafficking. Just fucking legalize uh, pot, assholes, and get the money I that know. way. Some people right. express opposition to the bill, criticizing lawmakers for uh, completing. Some people express opposition. Gi. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder why. Yeah, right. <laughs> you thought people were pissed when you for, come for their guns? Try and take their fucking porn. And also yeah. criticizing lawmakers for conflating sex work with human trafficking. Quote, I want to propose, we, uh, quote, want to propose action adverse to hashtag sex work or hashtag sex workers conflate human trafficking into the discussion, wrote a Twitter user. And we're back to dicks. Sex work <laughs> is not trafficking. I produce my content. I book my sessions. I make money from my sex work. That's a clip. Afraid of vaginas? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is forcing me into this. I enjoy this line of work, tweeted another woman who claims to be a sex worker. It's micro penis time. Under the new measure, <laughs> if it passes, the General Assembly, internet providers would also face consequences if they do not comply with the law. Do they talk about any of the content? Listen, man, some of these guys just might be into fisting cows. That would probably be part of the content. Well, I mean, yeah. I would pay 20 bucks to see that. Yeah. The bill asks <laughs> the providers to establish a reporting mechanism, such as a website or a call center to allow a consumer to report unblocked sexual content or potentially offensive material or report blocked material that is not sex- sexual content. I'm going to shove the uh, porno magazine down your throat. I can see where that would be offensive. Yep. <laughs> the text uh, the text of the initiative does not specify what constitutes offensive material online. This horse sex is a thing. So this sounds like, yeah, <laughs> this sounds like just so wide open. Uh, <laughs> are we not doing phrasing, we're not phrasing? Are we doing phrasing? anymore? I'm seriously pissed off at this, yeah, man. Yeah. This is, this is, yeah. okay, it's bad enough that they're charging 20 bucks just so they can register you so they know that you're going to want to get that and, kind and of content. And everyone wants to think, oh, it's yeah. always the Republicans that are a problem. These are two Democrats doing this it's, horse shit. It's even worse that they're conflating sex workers or people who make pornography for a living or pornographic content with people who are being trafficked. The two do not even, no. they for don't every, even correlate. Wait, wait, for no. every piece of content reported but still accessible to consumers, the attorney 
Attorney General or, or a consumer may file a civil suit against a provider and seek damages up to $500. I'm taking another dick. Uh, are you a content maker, Matt? Uh, no, not yet. I've had seven <laughs> dicks inside of me. But none Our of them fault. on camera? No. <laughs> Why would you do such a thing? I'm homosexual. Well, I have no go. problem with that, but does your wife know? <laughs> I think you do have a problem with it. I have no problem uh, with I that. I think you do. My problem is, is that you're not one with me. Well, have you looked at yourself lately? <laughs> it's micro penis time. Of course I have. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Right, I point good. those evil that clips at me, good. too. Yeah, that was good. I have to admit, that was yeah. good. Yeah. I respect it. I yeah. respect it. <laughs> well, fuck those Democrats. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Fuck Rhode Island. Fucking politics. Okay, we got, what was it? Ken from Rhode Island, right? He needs to get yeah. on this shit. And he vote. needs to get on the horn. Vote on those fuckers, man. Yeah. It's weird because they're actually um, decriminalizing or, or further promoting like legal marijuana on Rhode Island. But then at the same time, like you said, they're, they're going to get that money back, but they're like, want, want to collect, collect a porn tax. Yeah. That's so. exactly what it is. It's a porn tax. And, then, and it's a way to register people who are looking that, at that kind of content. They yeah. don't even specify what other would also constitute as offensive. Right. right. What if they just say, you know what? We don't like YouTube. YouTube's a Offensive. So now you can't sure. have YouTube without paying twenty bucks. This is an extremely slippery slope, man. Yeah, uh, and the uh -huh. same kind of people that are pissed about news websites because th we think they're offensive. Net no. neutrality. Mm -hmm. Net neutrality yeah. is a very real issue that we were trying to deal with for this very purpose. Yes, and it's right. a very slippery slope. I know that what they're trying to do, they may have a moral fortitude that they're thinking we're going to stop this sex traffic and the sex traffic of unwilling participants in this type of work. That's mm -hmm. fine, but this is not the way that you go about it. No, no. Not at all. This is not the sickness with which I am down. <laughs> no. You do not, no. um, you, you don't help people by constricting the freedom of others. No. Mm -hmm. That doesn't help. That's not helping anybody in the sex trafficking world. Right. And all they're going to catch is just a bunch of guys that are sitting at home well, jacking they're not, off. They're not catching anybody, but I mean, they're going to get money from it. And the, I guess the money's going to go to the sex trafficking like investigations. But at the same time, you're still not really helping anybody. Well, how about this? The people who provide the content that are out there on the internet that, uh -huh. are, that are doing the legal content and that they know is a safe content. Yeah have a commission or something like that where they all work together and they all have an agreement that this stuff is going to be certified that everybody that is a performer here is 100% legal, 100% willing participant, all, well, of the, I, all of the stuff that doesn't look I that way it, may be... You I know, think you're going to see a spike of VPN usage out of uh, Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I will never shut my VPN on off again. Yeah, right. Ever. Never. Never. Never, ever. Unless it's to reboost it and try and get another connection, in which case I will kill all internet traffic. Yes. Not that I'm going to anything all that nefarious. It's just that you have no fucking business what I'm doing on there. Exactly. Don't Google cough stuffing. You'll regret it. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Cough stuffing. Don't, don't Google that. Don't Google, don't, don't Google dick docking. No. Dry I know docking. what that is, and I won't, I won't Google that. Do not Google cough stuffing do not <laughs> no seriously put put the mouse down yeah you're gonna regret okay. this paul stop it okay. i told you you're gonna regret oh, it paul don't do it all right i won't, paul, I won't we give, promise. while we give paul an opportunity to go google cock stuffing we're yeah. gonna take yeah. one last break here we're gonna play a promo. i just googled it oh, oh. <laughs> we're gonna play a promo for another podcast we're gonna have a little bit of music and when we come back we will close out this overlong show hey everyone it's mark also known as fancy i just like to invite you to listen to my show fancy and friends podcast it's an audio commentary show where we talk about movies and uh, Scatman Crowther's dick. Danny, have you ever seen a man's penis? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> 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 Danny, it's like a baby's arm holding an apple. 
Yo, my bald head isn't the only thing I got that shines. Oh, 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 that's too much. You, you know what they call it? Oh, come on, when I do it, it's too much, but... It's called the shining because of all the baby oil I'm going to put on your ass. Have you ever heard the term trouser snake, Danny? <laughs> introduce you to my black mamba. <laughs> We've covered a lot of great movies on the show, such as The Shining, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Night of the Living Dead. And we've had a lot of really great guests on, such as Jeffrey X. Martin, Ryan Lewis, Duncan McLeish, Darren Wilson, Court Syop. Pretty much every episode, I get the pleasure of assembling like the A-team of podcasting, and we do feature-length audio commentaries for movies. You can find the show in the iTunes store, on Stitcher Radio, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube by searching Fancy of Friends Podcast. Just remember, folks, movies are always better with friends. got to close out this fucking overlong show paul it was a total blast man thank you so much for joining us yeah thanks a lot we're definitely gonna have to have you back on especially now that we're all legion podcast members Mm -hmm. where can they find your podcast on legion sure um we are on the legion podcast network as who will survive horror podcast also we are part of another network called the raw live and unedited podcast network same name on there obviously i don't change names for networks i don't know why i don't want to do that that's stupid uh And also uh, just the solo feed on iTunes and Stitcher, uh, Facebook and Instagram, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. All right. Awesome. That's how you're going to be able to find all of Paul's great work out there. And he is doing an excellent job. And I'm not Thank just you. saying that because he's on the show. Thank <laughs> you. Eh, maybe a little. Maybe a little. <laughs> maybe a little. <laughs> all right. Maybe. Yeah. There's always room for improvement. Well, yeah. I mean, I still want to improve this show and it's almost practically fucking perfection. Yeah. Sure. And I'm modest about it. Like, I'm still fucking <laughs> modest about how amazing I am at making this show. I mean, really, you should should be modest about how fucking awesome this amazing show is. <laughs> we do a really good show. We do. All fucking yeah. around aside. Yeah. And Paul does yeah. as well, all fucking around aside. Oh, yeah, of course. As a matter of fact, nearly every single podcast on Legion yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. is, is an excellent fucking show. All fucking show. around aside. Right. All fucking around aside. I am a proud member of Legion Podcast Network, and I'm happy to have Paul be a member as well. Thank you. You, you can find us there, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops as I move into my very professional voice. Hello. Pretending like I am not tired of reading this in any way, shape, or form. You are not. Mm. You can find us on Facebook. There is a group, Cinema PsyOps, where apparently Paul has made himself an admin. That's right. Admin, huh? Yeah. He can tell that story later on when this episode gets released if he so chooses. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) You can find me on Facebook. I am Court PsyOps. You can find Matt on Facebook. He is Matt PsyOp. You can also email feedback to Matt, PsyopMatt at gmail.com. Tell him it's time to drop the plank and go with the picture of Lon Chaney Jr. looking 
disheveled and alcoholic with the blonde <laughs> I, I hair. I just saw that. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah it's going to have to, yeah. I, I'll make you a custom one that's super sweet if you're willing to do it. Like, I, I'll I'm fucking going, sit down I said I will. Yeah, right. make one that's super I'll sweet. I'll, I'll switch it up. Email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com, and tell him to leave Matt the fuck alone. We like the plank. Maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you do, just let me know. Yeah, yeah I mean, just tell us uh, if you want to keep the plank. Yeah. You can twit a couple of tweets to a couple of twats of your Dagger Deb Jezebels. Or Switchblades, or Switchblade Sisters, or Sweet Soul Sisters. Beautiful women, beautiful people, whatever. You know, we want nudes. Send photos of cool stuff to us. Yes. I'm Matt Court underscore Psyop. Matt is at Psyop Matt. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode, folks. Once again, kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. Like a bad girl should When I need love I love how you feel When I need dough I love how you steal I love your sick way you think The way your perfume makes you stink Like a bad girl should. The thing that you shave off one of the candles each time, you know? No. Oh, no, because you light a candle yeah. for each night. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. No, no, Probably you... don't want to light that candle. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <Yeah. laughs> Are you using hairspray at that? What the fuck? It's like a brush fire. <laughs> exactly. Why does it smell like cooking fish? Oh, man. Yeah, it smells yeah. like burnt dog. <laughs> oh, you just called her a dog. That's not That's polite. I know, right? I've gotten mm-hmm. to the point now where I wanted to find something a little bit different and mix it up and, you know, <laughs> move my week out. And audiobooks are great. Yeah. I've, By the way, uh, we have a deal with Audible now, so that's why I'm talking audiobooks. <laughs> I was wondering what was going on. No, we really don't. They told me to fuck off. Oh, God. <laughs> it was really we're weird. Like from their lawyer, no it said, fuck off. Man, that's, yeah. You don't see that kind of relationship from a lawyer. No. They're like, no, fuck off. We know your show. <laughs> you uh, you ask boy. everyone if they're going to bleach their assholes. <laughs> One time, Matt, <laughs> One and we're time. cursed for life. We're cursed for life. That's man. why both started yeah. calling us garbage people. Are we are we cinema psyops, a great movie review show? No. <laughs> but you ask somebody if they bleach their asshole. One, One time. time. Paul Tuck. Yeah. <laughs> that was the show that asked you if you bleach your asshole. <laughs> On that note, we're going to take a little break here. Oh, I thought you were going to ask Paul if he bleaches his asshole. Absolutely not. Oh, okay. Well, do you? <laughs> um, No, I don't. You don't uh, have to answer that. Uh, well, you already did. Yeah, I know. Yep. Uh, we're going to pretend like you didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, sure I can go back from that. The titillation of not knowing is way more entertaining for uh, me. Okay. Good <laughs> <with> you. <laughs> he also sounds like a podcast we're going to have in a couple of weeks on the show, El Goro. El Goro. Oh, right. Yeah, because El Goro's got a very distinguished, very sexy voice. All right. Yeah. I would fucking nice. kill you for that voice, man. Okay. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's not surprising. That, I would, that doesn't really mean a lot. No, I wouldn't right, just kill right. you. I would perform a blood eagle on you for uh, that voice. Uh, what's a blood eagle? That's where I split your back open and pull your lungs out to form oh, like eagle wings. wings. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's inventive. Oh, and sexy. That's pretty metal. Yeah. Is, that, <laughs> is that in a movie? Uh, it's in a TV show, and it's Ooh. also things that the Vikings used to do. Nice. Which is why it's very metal. <laughs> Definitely metal. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go have snacks now. No. <laughs> then he get upstairs. Your wife goes, no. <laughs> you go behind the furnace. The furnace. You grab the furnace. box of tissues. That's right. <laughs> the furnace wherever was your friend. Oh, old furnace. <laughs> Keep God me warm it. on lonely nights. You too? Gee, I'm telling you, man, the furnace is a popular place. <laughs> the secret's been revealed now. No, everybody's gonna go find the, yeah, the little area behind, behind the, the furnace. furnace. <laughs> We're all just getting carbon monoxide poison down there. That's what makes hiding it our shame. Dude, yeah. it's the high that gets you going. Right? Exactly. It's like the people hey. who do the autoerotic asphyxiation, only yeah. the furnace does all the work for you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry about hanging yourself with your belt on your fucking door. Exactly. <laughs> you just pass out on the cold floor, and when you come to, you got a really bad headache. Yeah. Yeah. But also a pretty intense orgasm. <laughs> well, that's implied. Sure. Yeah. You gotta yeah. be a little more delicate, Matt. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Shaves one half of his pubes, lights the other half on fire, and when they crawl over, he hits him with a hammer. <laughs> wow, that really got erotic fast. <laughs> <laughs> Note to stealth. <laughs> Get grabs. <laughs> shave half of pubes. Burn other half. Yep, hit yep. with hammer yep. while they try to escape. Yes, yes. yes. Repeat <laughs> process until finished. <laughs> well, Brilliant. You, you only got one half, and after you burn the other half, there's no more pubes, dude. These pubes are the result of splash and burn shaving. <laughs> the hell of a brush fire. Well, he was the one asking about the bleached assholes. Right? <laughs> yeah, but at least that's what's inside the white cotton bin. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know either. <laughs> you need a minute? Yeah. All right, that's all you got. Can I say something real quick? Sure. I'm kind of more into you guys being into white cotton panties <laughs> than you guys are into white cotton it's like a, with, It's like I'm a level it of voyeurism. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of with it. <laughs> it's like when you're watching a movie and you see like a character's revealed to be a panty sniffer and you're like, oh, that's gross. But go on. <laughs> but keep going. <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> I'm interested in your fucking shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's terrible. I wonder what they actually smell like. <laughs> I mean, can you describe it to me? In as yeah. many words as possible. Yeah. Preferably aroma based. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it took me a little bit to get to the trigger. It's okay. I'm sure you can edit that. I will, and I'll even edit this. Pause right. very far away. It's hard to reach his button. <laughs> Believe me, I really want to push it. Hashtag bromance. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Let's be fair to Patch here. No, I'm not being fair to no, Patch. Matt, Fuck that. Matt, if what? you even have to wear an eye patch for like a day, you will be bitching about how you lost your eye for whatever reason that made you wear a eye patch for just a day. <laughs> no. You would, I fucking know you. You would do that shit constantly. <laughs> Never, man. I'd be too drunk. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Because I'd want to be a pirate. No. Yeah. Yeah. You, would be, you would be so pissed that you I'd have to wear the eye patch. I'd be looking to probably remove one of my legs to have a peg leg with the eye patch. You talk a lot of shit, but none of it is true. <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna tell you, I would bitch all the time. I wouldn't be like her. You lost your fucking eye. We get it. All right, move on. You still guilt trip me over the pain in your back from when I had a fucking fold out couch sitting in here for the <laughs> studio for you to sit on. Well, that you was. Said, that you was still hurtful. piss and moan about that. I can't feel what am I left my left pinky finger. See, I still you see can't this? Feel you see what I have to that. deal with, Paul? I just want to say though, I did that for the show. You see how annoying that is? He gave up feeling in his pinky finger. I gave up, I gave feel up feeling <laughs> in my pinky 
figure for this show. What did Paul have to do? (laughs) (laughs) He's going to be initiated. Well, you got to go get the medallion for Krabs now, Paul. All right. That's going to be tough because Mr. Krabs is definitely stingy with his jewelry. (laughs) If anyone's watched SpongeBob, they know. Keeps his jewelry well protected. You already know how to get Mr. Krabs out. You you shave one half and then you light the other half on fire. Then watch it run. Oh, that's true. I can only get so hard. Stop telling us that story. (laughs) (laughs) I am nowhere near the masochist I pretend to be. No, I understand. I don't think anybody could be at the level. Nobody should. Nobody should. Without losing body parts. If if anybody listens to this show and listens to the level of masochism and goes, you know what? I like Court and I agree with all his thoughts. We should put them in a hospital because fuck. (laughs) Just in general, if you listen to me and agree with everything that I say, you should probably seek psychological counseling. You need to to get some help. Because I know I need it. I just refuse to get it because I'll be locked up for life. And by the way, if you hear about how much I drink and you go, yeah, I drink that much too, Matt. You should probably also get some help. (laughs) (laughs) This is the moment where we're like, holy fuck, what damage are we doing (laughs) to the world? If you think like, wow, Matt, all those drugs you talk about doing, I do them all too. And in the volume that you say you do them, you're dead. I don't even know why I'm talking to you. You don't exist. You have already died. (laughs) This is the moment where Switchblade Sisters makes us realize how bad of people we are. We're going to get real. That's right. Yeah. Might as well just be characters in the movie. I'm the guy with the bag of marijuanas. <laughs> the guy who's like, why is everybody always smoking my weed? Why is everybody yeah. always smoking my there's, weed? There's less for me now, guys. Come on. That might be the only other character in the film. And the teacher who did the panty wipe across the head. Those yeah. two people might be good. But they're okay. being victimized because they're good. What about yeah. the uh, African-American cop? Uh, you had me till you said the word cop. Oh, all right. Because oh, no right. cops are good people. Oh, f- Fuck. That's true. In this film. In this film. <laughs> In real life. Oh! <laughs> I can't contain my hate for the police. I know, right? It can't even, happen. Even though he's like trying to help out, you just can't stop yourself. It's like a pressure cooker that no one bothered to steal and turned it up way too high. <laughs> <laughs> The dictation mm-hmm. is. got me started. <laughs> I brought Phil down to my level. Paul. Paul, oh, Phil. Why did I say Phil? Because you're an asshole. Yeah, I really did. Sorry about that, Paul. Uh, Phil, Paul. Uh, typical white guy name. Four letters. <laughs> it's fine. It's yeah. fine. It starts with a P, ends with an L, four letters, man. That, that's as fucking close as my life gets, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you could be easily confused for skidhead, so we really gotta. You really gotta watch it. Why? Because I have a shaved head? And I'm a white guy with greenish eyes and blondish beard. Yes, all of that. And I talk about that. that. <laughs> and I talk about how I'm of Norse descent. Yes, all of it. <laughs> I mean, it's Good definitely. Good God Almighty! <laughs> it's checking a few boxes. You just like listed like over 95 percent of their entrance, <laughs> like what you have to fulfill for their entrance policy. I want to take it back from them because they don't deserve I it. I know, right? <laughs> bring, bring, bring the bald head, skinhead look back. Sharps for life. Yeah, sharps. That's right. Get right. your junk bit off by somebody. Yeah, <laughs> Who's Paul even just be hiring me. to do that for? <laughs> might just be him. Oh, God. <laughs> well. <laughs> Paul, who's letting you near their dick? Um, <laughs> no comments. As court raises his head. <laughs> I'm easy like Sunday morning, baby. Uh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much now that I'm taken, but. Yeah, I mean, but before. Any port in sure. a storm, just like my ancestors. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Filthy beggar. <laughs> I went from port to port. <laughs> Any opening that it could fit me, if you know what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh wait, low budget, which means it has to be like the offshoot brand. So it's not. Oh yeah. It's, oh yep. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> you bust through the window or the wall. Yes, please. Oh, I agree. <laughs> or if you get the Canadian version, it's I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. You're sorry, right. Sorry I'm about sorry. the wool. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay to get that repaired. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> While we wait for the repair to happen, would you like to have some of my flavor aid? Eh? I politely came through the front door. <laughs> you just pulled That's the right. trigger on us anytime you mention Canada. <laughs> <laughs> we have any listeners up in Canada? Uh, yeah, I think so. We yeah, we're going to have a guest from Canada coming Are we? Up in a couple of weeks, oh, too. Oh, sorry. So we're, oh, wow. <laughs> we're sorry. We're sorry. They're so polite. I know. I automatically assume anybody who's super polite is from Canada, Me even too. if they're not. Like, you must yeah. be Canadian because you're far too polite to be American. And they're yeah, like, no, 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 no. It's a safe assumption. Schools came in four books, so this is not even, you know, <laughs> this isn't even realistic. I'm all for, you know, smuggling guns into school. Just don't use books. Good God <laughs> almighty, man. <laughs> too that, soon. That may hit the floor. Yeah. I, I heard it right after I said yeah, it. Yeah. That's not, that's not so fresh. That was uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. not coming back from that one. Nope. nope. I almost didn't laugh at it. <laughs> Now I have to leave it in. Yeah, yeah, now. I mean. <laughs> hey, Paul, is she your ex because she kept calling you Phil? <laughs> <laughs> she kept calling me Nikki, and I wanted to be called Dom. <laughs> Look at the way he bounces back yeah, from that. I love it, love it. All right. <laughs> And then mm -hmm. it was over, and then for some reason, an NRA symbol popped up, and it was apparently a commercial for the NRA. It was really weird. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what a statement. Uh -huh. That makes mm -hmm. me buy two AR-15s now. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you make an anti-gun statement, I'm, I'm buying another get, gun. You're buying another gun. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. And now <laughs> you know how the stock market's going to go up. I own stock in the NRA, so then I go ahead you and You can't say, own stock in the NRA. You can own stock in gun manufacturers. Oh, there you go. That's what you do. <laughs> the NRA is apparently non-profit, so you can't own oh, stock yeah, in Oh, yeah, that's them. right. That's right, yeah. I, I love it when your jokes fail miserably. No, no, but I guarantee you, yeah, I'm a member of the NRA, own a lot of stock in guns, so I tell you, you can't have guns. That makes you go out and buy more guns. Well, yeah. Just you mentioning that I might not be able yeah. to buy a gun makes me want to go buy a gun. Hey, Court. Yeah? They're coming for your guns. They better fucking not. I got plenty of them, and I'm going to get more, so they can't take those. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cha-ching. Why not? It's America. And if they don't let you have it, it's because they don't want you to have it so you can't defend yourself from the government coming after you that you love so much. Change, That's right. change, 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 change. Are you done yet? Yep. Because I can't afford all these guns. I'm going to have to take out a second mortgage on my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. I mean, if you don't want to be defended from the country that's coming after you. <laughs> I have uh, two BB guns. Does that count? I had to mute him to get him to stop, and then you jump in on it, Paul. <laughs> yeah, two BB guns. Coincidentally, Sorry. I am going to be buying guns soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's stop this right now. Because you buy guns? I buy gun stock. It's funny. Fuck off. We're All almost right. done here. All right. I'm buying okay. both guns and gun stock. There you go. Yeah. Now shut the fuck up okay, and let me finish. Okay, well, you're the one who just said it. <laughs> oh, why weren't you aborted, Matt? <laughs> I ask myself here. that question every morning when I wake up. <laughs> it should have been an abortion. <laughs> just like, God damn. <laughs> Look in the mirror and you see the dead fetal tissue that you could have been. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was stem cells. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have been more useful as stem cells. Yeah. They could have probably <laughs> used you to heal Christopher Reeve. Yeah. You would have been very helpful. I know. Yeah. I could fix somebody's sore knee. <laughs> Make right. someone feel their little pinky finger again because they had to sit on an uncomfortable couch for a podcast. 
I'm completely lost. I gotta find where I'm here. So give me a minute. We were just talking about <laughs> hardcore violence. Yeah, so. I know. I'm almost there. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> God damn us! The stupidity. <laughs> just, yeah, no, it's so it's dumb. So, it's, it's infectious. So fucking dumb. <laughs> infectious. Yeah. We didn't even plan that. We no, just went into just this weird into this shit. Fucking weird NRA shit. Has no reason to be in this show at all. Nope. from my sex work.